Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 353 for the week of July 11th, 2015. I'm your host, Chris Privet, here, here with RP Gamers Weekly Podcast Pod, pod Pods pod, pod Racing. <laughs> we cover pod racing and RPGs and more pod racing. Um, joining me, as always, my lovely wife, Anna Marie Privetier. Can I leave now? Also with me, uh, Alice Wilkinson. Still here, and it's... Oh, God, is it warm. Yeah, it's hot well, there. for a British definition of the word warm. Oh, so it's like 65? No, yeah, it's like 80. 80 or higher. But bear in mind that they generally don't Anna, get higher much. What? Why are you talking through a megaphone? I'm not. I'm on my microphone like you asked me to be. Oh, well, you sounded like you were talking through your hands or something. Like, no. what is going on? <sighs> give, give uh, me that see, micro- temperature units. It's <laughs> currently 67, and it's boiling. Allocate more temperature units. Yeah, Alert. It's, it's 67 Fahrenheit for you, Yanks. And yeah, it's boiling. Wait, 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 wait. 67 degrees Fahrenheit? Yeah. Are you sure? They don't get much higher than 50. 67 is not hot whatsoever. Yeah, Chris, it is it's in this, relative. It is in this country. <laughs> no. It's, no, Chris, it's relative. It's but, why Nanny wears a coat in California when all of us wear tank there's tops. There's no way you feel hot at 67. Yes, you do. Chris, when you're used to temperatures that are probably under about 35 for most of the year, oh yeah, it, it's hot. If you're under 35 most of the year, your rivers are frozen most of the year. Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I keep forgetting how I keep forgetting it, how broken Fahrenheit is. Yes, you it's know, very broken. We, do, also, we the, do this easy thing where deg- degrees equal zero is when things freeze. That's yeah, sim- yeah, so yeah. Simple. 32. It's not hard to remember. Yeah. It's well, like, it's like, like 42, but you subtract 10. Temperatures of uh, 25 degrees Celsius are unusual in England. Even my Extremely. cat's lost interest in this conversation. <laughs> Joining me at my desk is my cat, Simon. Hi. Hi, Simon. And then last and certainly least, joining us as special guest this what? week. Oh, I mean, mean. Michael Apps! Hello. Hello. Wait, we're not playing Destiny. Why are you here? <laughs> I, I play other games, too, sometimes. But that's what we play. It's Destiny. Well, this we, is actually... We've also played Monster Hunter. We did play Monster Hunter. This is a good opportunity to launch right into the now playing, because... We can play Monster Hunter while we podcast. I just Wheels has been playing oh, a special game. Deep. Yes. No, no. You a new game? Yes. Oh. Yes. It's that a simulation really game, right? <laughs> it's a trainer. It's a marriage simulator. <laughs> it's a marriage simulator. I thought it was a training game. Right. <laughs> it's called New Child 2015. Woohoo! My baby 3D. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's that's well, You're right. right. You're right. This my sounds kind of horrifying, actually. My babies. You have to add a Z to it. It's from Ubisoft. Yes. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, you're a new daddy. Yay! Yay! For the second time. Woohoo! Oh, my cat's gone. Congratulations, Wales. Thank you. More sleepless nights ahead. Don't right. But I, I don't sleep a lot anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank um, you. So you have a new child, therefore you're podcasting? Yeah, well, she's sleeping, and the other one is hanging out with mom. So, oh, you're all good. I got some free time. And you got you got the the extended family in. Uh, no, no, not at the moment. Oh. And um, they can be kind of pests at times. So no, just, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. shocked by that. All right. Were you surprised? I was surprised. I was surprised. 
All right. Well, uh, I guess we should. Sorry, we were out last week. Anna Marie and I were on a wonderful vacation that was awesome. And <laughs> to you guys who were upset at that because it was awesome. Uh, and then uh, now we're back. So we got a show for you. First off, we need to talk about what we've been playing. Do we just jump into what Wheels been playing because he's been playing the most interesting thing? Yes. Yeah. Sure. You, you yes. want to tell the listeners at home what you've been getting to play? I've been playing Fire Emblem. Uh, do you want me to use the Japanese name I, or the English name? No, Does I it want really you matter? to leave because um, I'm jealous. <laughs> it's not fair. You just need to go home. Mr. I can read Japanese so I can play the import game. <laughs> hey, hey, that's not a good impression. <laughs> I can't actually read Japanese, Anna, but I you can didn't sign read it. Fire Emblem. Yes, I did. You sign it on the front, you turkey. Oh, that's new. How many times have I had to tell you it's like a traveler's check? All right, fine. Anyway, so you've been playing Fire Emblem Fates while I deposit this money with my phone because I'm multitasking, hosting a podcast, managing personal finances. Um, how much did Fire Emblem, if, or whatever we're calling it from Japan, uh, cost you, Wheels? Uh, I think it was ju- around $60. Well, that's not too bad. No. But that's only one of the storylines, right? Correct. And I think that's about typical for a new 3DS game. Yep. Uh and How much was it? Sorry, I didn't catch that. It was like I think it was like sixty dollars. I can't remember if that was before or after shipping. So it may have been like fifty base price. Yeah, it sounds about right. Based yeah. on uh, based on a lot of the e like e store e shop yeah that I do from for the three DS, it sounds about right. And and honestly, importing three DS games isn't really that bad. I guess because of because uh, you need a Japanese three DS, the prices seem to be pretty fair most of the time. I've gotten some good sales, so. so yeah, not too bad. Not a high demand on uh, 3DS imports, then. No. Hmm. Was the packaging it, special and Japanesey? Uh. No, it's just a box. No, and it didn't even come. It didn't even come with a manual. I guess they must what? be going oh, that way in Japan yeah, as well. Yeah, Nintendo definitely did that here. All right, enough of this. Is the game awesome? Tell me how awesome the game is. It's pretty awesome. Oh, okay. I'm not going to lie. All right. Uh, like, I, you know, I've, I get some of the games that are going to eventually come out in the U.S. just to kind of mess around with them. Like, I did this for uh, Monster Hunter 4 just because uh, after the new version was announced, the original version was super a super cheap import, so I thought, why not? Um you know, I was pretty curious about this one, so I decided to just go ahead and import it, and it's it's really really good. Right. Pretty hard, and I've had to redo some things because uh, of the language barrier. So, but can you read Japanese or not? I cannot read Japanese. Oh, so you're just yeah. guessing? Yeah, I gen- when I import, I generally stick to to games like series and games that I generally will have some idea what's going on. Yeah, so, like Fire Emblem. There's nothing crazy story-wise with Fire Emblem, right? Well, I, to be <laughs> honest, I've never played the series for the story. So, oh, I see. Uh, I just, I like, just never played Fire Emblem. <laughs> oh, You've right. never played Fire Emblem? It, wow. Hey, it had a real difficulty in getting any Fire Emblem games in Europe. Now, wait a second. Maybe, maybe, all right. 
But you Michael can, play the can put a, versions. You're no, 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 no. It's a, this is okay, Anna. Michael can put a camera up and stream it to his Twitch channel. Then Alice can get on and she can translate for him. <laughs> <laughs> and that way they both get to play. And Alice well, actually, uses her I was skills. kind of think I was kind of thinking of buying the 3DS Fire Emblem because other people have said that it's you know fun and enjoyable. Um, well, there's and, two of them now. Which one would you get? The later one. Okay, so you'd get it. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, I went through the same experience back when I first played Super Robot Wars, because all I had to go on was my experience of playing Advance Wars, which is kind of the same, but same genre, but very different mechanically. Hmm. And yeah, I screwed a lot of stuff up as well, so, you know. You, you, you pick it up. You pick it up through, you pick, even if you don't understand Japanese, you pick it up through pattern recognition and things like that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of way to there's a lot of ways to play this games in Japanese. As long as you're not playing something that's like completely story focused, uh you can get along pretty well. Like I mean, I've even been able to get pretty far in some Tales games all, right, all in so, Japanese. But a Fire Emblem without the story I I would think makes you care about the characters even less, at which case keeping them alive, what do you care about? Therefore, uh, what challenges are <laughs> Well, I turned off permadeath. Oh, you turned it let's, off anyway. Let's, okay, let's start with that. Yeah, so you're already playing in wussy mode. Wheels, uh, yeah. you're well, a dirty casual like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I kind of had a bad experience with Awakening, where I did fine all the way up to the end, and then the second to last battle, I lost like a bunch of really good characters, and then saved afterwards. And no, don't do that. You don't screwed. save afterwards. What are you doing? Yeah, I know. That's and no. so I. I was never actually able to beat Awakening because I just I didn't I didn't have the patience to like grind up a bunch of the characters I hadn't been using. Um, so yeah, it, with the language barrier and everything, I decided to just turn off permadeath, make it a little bit easier. Ride has that but made it not, more fun? What have you found like having played it both ways um, now? Playing it's, one game it's with definitely the- it's definitely not not easier like I've I've gotten plenty of game overs and I am playing the uh, the harder the uh what's it going to be called in i think it's going to be called conquest in the u.s yeah you're playing it's black. called like yeah yeah or something noir. in japanese mm-hmm. so it's already the harder one uh but i'd say in general it kind of feels closer to shining force especially with the lack of weapon durability hmm. so it, it kind of feels a lot more like that which is interesting um, but like I said, it's it, it's it's still plenty challenging, and I am I am playing on the like there were three difficulty choices. I, I went with the middle one, so and I did accidentally turn down the difficulty at some point, which you apparently can't turn up. So I had to go back to an earlier save, <laughs> and Ouch. I still have no idea how I managed that. Well, you probably wait. I would think that. You- if you lost a lot, it would give you the option. Right? Yeah, that that may have been the case. Oh, you were losing a lot. <laughs> the, there's been a few like really tough battles. Mm-hmm. Like there was uh, there's this really cool one I did. Uh, I think earlier this week, where you you're just you have to just like at the top of the map. There's like these uh, three three or four spots that you have to defend from any enemies getting there whatsoever. And you have to survive like a certain number of turns, and it was pretty grueling. And I'm glad I didn't have permadeath on at that point because I would have had like three people left in my army at the end of that battle. <laughs> it was pretty rough. 
Uh, defend areas like defend area missions like that in strategy games are always tricky, especially yeah. when there is a um, like a long turn. I'm only speaking from my experience again with Super Robot Wars, but yeesh. <laughs> yeah, what's interesting about this one is might be this might be just because I'm playing uh, the harder version that's supposed to be more like the originals. Is there seem to be a lot more uh, battles with specific conditions and other wrinkles thrown in the mix, and not not so many just we'll kill the other enemies or go kill the enemy leader or things like that. A lot more intense. And this is, I mean, I think I'm like seven hours in at this point, but that's it, still relatively early to be uh, having all these complex missions. So uh, I def- I'm definitely like, although I'm, I'm, def- I'm definitely liking that level of difficulty. I don't want to make it sound like it's too tough for anything. This is like the exact level of difficulty I was looking for. That's good. Yeah. Um, as far as the game itself, it, it definitely plays and feels pretty much exactly like Awakening. Uh, music's a little better. You can like control the camera during the battle animations. I don't remember if you can do that in Awakening, but I don't think so. Like you could switch to first person or switch to different angles. It's kind of cool. Um, and it, it got rid of the uh, the world map that Awakening has, and you just kind of have like a home base where you can buy items and do other things, including uh, the weird touching mini game. Yeah. So what which, is up with that? I don't really know, especially touching because um, I, I don't have I don't really know what the dialogue related to it is at all. But you. <laughs> I can't really I can't really think of a good way to sugarcoat this and that you basically have to rub different parts <laughs> of every character you bring in there and find the right spot that they like and just keep doing it. It's a Pokemon petting game. That's kind of weird. It's it's really bad. <laughs> like it it feels like they took like uh, a more risqué mini game and took all the risqué elements out of it. So it just feels kind of it, dirty, but not even not even not really. It just feels stupid. <laughs> really stupid. Oh my! But hey, if you want to like, increase the affinity of a character, I guess it's an easy way to do it. I suppose. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. It, it really feels out of place. Uh, but other than that, it's it's just really good fire emblem. Well, um, the game's the game's given me a, a good variety of uh, character classes already. There's one um, I don't know if the this was a type of character that's been in previous games. The character basically has the ability to give another unit an extra turn. I don't oh, know if that's actually, okay. So that has shown up in the series before. Yes, I couldn't remember. And that's basically the uh, the character you may have seen in the trailers singing, the blue-haired girl. Yeah, and she yeah. either has a white outfit or a black outfit, depending on which game that you're playing. Hmm. She's actually got a white outfit in the black game. Really? Yeah. Because you see her in two different kinds of outfits. Hmm. Um, one of the like little story snippets they show is also like your character as a dragon standing over her. And she's like, go ahead and kill me. Yes, I did get to that that sequence. Do it as yourself. I remember that. Yes. Did you kill her? 
Oh, he can't tell us uh, that. I don't know. I, I don't think there was any option there. Okay. Maybe something like that happens again later on. Okay. Yeah. Um, but your main character can use like the little stones that turn you into a dragon. Yes. In addition to a sword, so that's pretty cool. That is cool. And the customization of the look of your character, there were a lot of options there, so that was pretty cool. Nice. And obviously I, I haven't gotten anything out of the story, but it seems like there's a lot of a lot of interesting dynamics going on. Like uh I don't know how much you want me to talk about what I can tell the story. I don't know if I, anyone wants to be spoiled about anything. Uh, <laughs> but I can I can kind of talk a little bit about what what seems to be going on. Um, can you keep it in generalities? Yeah. Like, the early part of the story, and this is, I don't know if this will be different if you start with the other version. But no, the, the, early... the story up to Mission 8, I believe, is the same. Okay. The story so, up to the point you choose is the same. Okay. So so the early part has you you start out in the Black Kingdom and at some point you end up uh something happens and you like fall off a bridge and in a river and you end up in the other kingdom and you and you're with them for a while and fight with them until I don't remember what you were what I think you were fighting against some kind of monsters or something. Um, While you're yeah, the, the um, shoot, it's the, it's the things. The ah, things. The, the same things in... from Awakening? Yes. Okay. I thought they did Does look familiar. Does this take place in the same universe? Yes. Really? Okay. Yeah, so, so you fight against those, and then eventually, uh, I think this is after... At Mission Eight or after Mission Eight or right there, you run into the the Black Army or the the King the Army from the Black Kingdom, and then you get the choice. And I accidentally made the other choice and saved. And when I loaded that save, was prompted for DLC and could not could not go back. Oh, oops! <laughs> Whoops! It, it's Lame. my own fault. It's all my own fault, That's really. Because, really because inelegantly handled, but okay. I, I mean, it it, it tells it's you like you have I, a choice, but you actually only have a copy that allows you to make the other choice. So I'm what? I'm I'm sure it tells you that it's DLC because when I went back and redid it on the bottom screen, when it's the choice for the Black Kingdom, it showed like in a logo and stuff on the bottom screen for the Black Kingdom, and the when I went over to the other option, it showed something that looked like an eShop screen. So mm. if I paid more attention, I probably wouldn't have made that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get for playing at two in the morning. Yeah. That's all right, though. Uh, I did not mind replaying some of those missions at all. It's a lot of fun. Well, that's good, I guess. That's good to hear. Yeah. And the, the music, really, I, it's... I, I, the music in Awakening never really did anything for me, but in this game, there's just a lot of a lot of good music really stood out for me so uh yeah i think i think people are really going to like these games and i'm really hoping they bring over the special edition that has both versions on one cart cuz i i missed i missed out on importing that like the when i realized that that existed 
pre-orders it for it were already long gone. Um. So you're playing down the conquest, the Black Path, right? Yes. Can you maybe give us some examples of um, goals that you've had to do within a map? Sure. Uh, so there was the one I talked about before where we basically have to defend those different spots. Um, i trying to think about some of the other ones. So there was another interesting one. Um, so it's, it's like a frozen lake, and you start on one side, and most of the enemies are on the other side. Um, there's kind of some different paths you can work your way across there, but there's a few spots where your main character can use their dragon power to basically unfreeze the lake, which when I first used it, I was like, oh, cool, this is going to kill all the enemies on the lake. But no, it just, just stops them for, for uh, a few turns. Um, so you can kind of use that to your advantage while you're trying to make your way over to... Uh, I think that one you just had to take out take out the enemy leader and you got to complete. Um, let me think about some of the other ones. There's one um, where there were just a bunch of like reinforcements and just like a long, one of those long strenuous maps where you have to slowly make your way across where I basically had to like turtle in a little spot with as few entrances as possible. It just kind of like wait out all the reinforcements. Um, but I'm trying to think of like general, like other objectives and can't really think of anything. I think it's. I think it's mostly been just like uh, not necessarily different objectives to finish the map, but different objectives in the midst of things. Gotcha. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And I saw from some of your screenshots that you take in that some of these map layouts are really crazy. Mm. Like there oh, was that one with like six different rooms and stuff. Yes. Yes. Yes, that just made me remember that one. So there was one uh, where there's a bunch of different rooms and there's like stairways leading between them. So you kind of have to go from room to room and clear them out and move to the next one. Um, but obviously you can't necessarily move everyone from one room to the next in in one turn. So you kind of have to carefully carefully maneuver people in there and there were there's a bunch of archers in that map too so you have to be careful with your flying flying dragon characters Ooh. so and there were there were uh, multiple paths you can go to so there wasn't necessarily one way to get to the end room and i don't think i don't think the, what kind of disappointed me with that one a little bit was i don't think the enemies like went from room to room so it made it a bit easier than it could have been well are you playing on easy uh, no, I'm playing on the normal difficulty. Okay. I wonder if in hard or insanity they actually do move from room to room. It, it could be. Like when I, 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 I assume they did. So I actually had somebody been. I I left a unit like just sitting on the stairway so they couldn't follow me. Um, but I mean those other units didn't move at all, so I oh. eventually didn't have to worry about it. 
So definitely looking forward to playing it again in English. Yes, absolutely. I will have no problem spending monies on this money on this game again. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, it down. It sounds, sure. I'm I'm stoked for this. I've yeah. been stoked uh, for this since they announced it, but yeah. I mean, one, hey, one, it's, it's back on my list as well. <laughs> one one more thing about your main character's dragon powers. Like I said, with the uh, that frozen lake you can unfreeze, there's spots like that in a lot of the maps that do different things. Uh, like maybe break down a wall or do different things like that. Um, which only your main character can use, so you kind of have to decide if you want to specifically move your main character in that direction to make use of those or if you need them elsewhere so kind of just an additional wrinkle on things it can be a trade-off because it might put him in a position that he's more vulnerable yeah exactly i mean generally a main character is one of your most powerful characters as well so it means that he's going to be doing other things than fighting yep Mm -hmm. so something to consider um, how many healers do you have at at the start? And are they like uh, clerics or are they more like war clerics? The first one you get is like a war cleric. And okay. what's nice is it's a ranged attack. Like they throw daggers. Nice. So so that's really handy. Like that, that character is great. And the second one is just a, a healer on horseback, which is uh, obviously convenient for getting around and healing people, but slower to level than the guy who can actually attack. Like, I, I really love the war cleric, because sometimes those, you know, the, the characters that can only heal can just be annoying to get leveled up. Which has actually been my problem with the dancer as well. She's just super underleveled because um, she actually didn't have a weapon for a while, so I can only use that ability. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um this is good fire emblem. Really, really good fire emblem. Good fire emblem. Yes. It's nice to see the series uh, kind of skyrocket because it lo- was looking a bit bleak for I mean, a bit yeah, there. Awakening, yes. It sounded like Awakening was going to be their last game. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, the team was like, well, it's going to be our last game. We might as well blow it out of the water. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, let's see, they did that remake of the original game on DS, which I don't think did really well, uh-uh. certainly certainly not here. And then I don't think the second game on DS did all that well, certainly never never made its way over. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to see. And considering how well Awakening did, um, I'm sure this one will do well, and I'm sure we'll have more Fire Emblem after this. I never thought, to be honest, I never ever thought like a tactical RPG like this would ever be this popular. No, I seeing it on Giant Bomb was like, what? <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden, all of these mainstream sites started talking about Fire Emblem. And it's like, yeah. dude, I remember when we had to hire someone specifically to teach us about Fire Emblem. <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool. And I love that they put in all these difficulty options so that Anyone, pretty much anyone can play it however they want. And I love games that do that. All right. Anything yeah. else have you been playing this week? Um, I just started up Dragon Quest V, which I never have played before. 
really. Um, and got berated for because of that. So uh, I've been digging into that and actually kind of sucked me in. So I'm already like four hours into it. Nice. Um, Which one is five? It's the one with the marriage. Okay. Because six is one where you fly around on a bed. Yeah. Four is the one where you have to play as 1,800 people before you play the game. Yes. And, and this one's about marriage. All right. Wait, wait, what are we talking about? Dragon Quests. Ah, right. Yes. Okay. Uh, and I've also been, I kind of took a few days off, but I'm also playing for review Hyperdimension Neptunia RE Birth 3. Um, the something Steam generation. one or the Vita? Which one? On, on Vita. On Vita, okay. And that's uh, not very different from the previous game, but it feels like the writing's a lot funnier. So that one's been pretty fun so far. So hopefully I can get a review up for that in relatively short order. Uh, Because the last review I did took a bit of time. Four months or so. Which you are playing now, Chris, right? What am I playing? I'm sorry. Xenosaga? Xenosaga 3D on 3DS. I am playing it now. to the new 3DS. Yes, so I'm playing that because it was on sale at Best Buy for 30 bucks, and then after my Gamers Club unlocked, it brought it down to 24 bucks, and I'm like, all right, MacStorm is raving about this game, (laughs) and you like the game. I I love the game. And it's like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll give it a shot. And maybe this way I'll be able to play it. And so far, the experiment has been successful. Um, the um, I, I've gotten further than I got in the other version of the game than, than the Wii. So I am now... Let's see. Where did I get to? I am... I'm still early in the game, though, because the game's huge, right? So uh, I'm... Yeah. Where am I... I yeah. I played pretty much straight through, and it took me 90 hours. Oh, my gosh. Does yeah. that include all the side quests? No. Nope. <laughs> oh, goodness. And I've been yeah. doing side quests and grinding levels, so it's going to take me um, a year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, good news. You have an entire month of JRPG. Yeah, that'll get me through, like, the first 10% of the game. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm just about to en- enter... Um, I'm trying to rescue a character from Colony 6. So I'm really early on, I bet. Because I know there's a bunch of people yeah. I've not even met that join your party. So, Man, I did not expect the what they did early in that game. There was a character that's not going to be in my party anymore that I thought was going to be. And that was unexpected. Um, and yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's a, just destroy, what? That's a rough moment at the start of that game. It's like, um, oh, so you're not going with the normal JRPG tropes here, are you? Okay, fine. Uh, now what am I going to do? <laughs> so, <laughs> that game's fun, and I'm enjoying it. Um, I wish the graphics were a little night cleaner looking on the 3DS, but whatever. The system does what it can do, I guess. And it's playing just fine. And the music's fantastic. And that game is a game people should play. Um, It's fun to grind in that game because the way the attack system works is you don't have to press A a lot for weaker enemies. So 
if you do need to run around and gain some levels or find some materials, it's really easy. Just run around and do that. Um, and I, I always appreciate that, especially on a portable game when you can do that while watching something else on the TV. Um, but it's very story heavy if you start going to the main quest and they, they, they don't, they don't care. They'll just throw a 20 minute cutscene at you casually because, because they can. So it's like, okay, guess I'm going to watch a movie now. Um, and they do that a lot, like a lot, a lot. No wonder the game takes 90 hours. I wonder <laughs> if you skipped all the cutscenes, how long would it take? Uh, they're not. There's not a ton. Well, it there's, feels there's like long, it at this point. Yeah, there's it. Get, they get spaced out a bit. Okay. I just I feel like oh I met somebody new. Time to just settle in for a movie. So that's how it feels right now. So maybe that'll change. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty early on, and nothing makes sense about this world. Why the places are named colonies. Um, <laughs> how they're living on two bodies of other dead beings. Nothing ma- and that's because it's a game that has Xeno in the title, right? And it's not going to make sense, but... It, um, it, actually, everything will make sense. In oh, the whatever. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, all, There's going to be a bunch of little details that don't seem to make any sense whatsoever, yeah. and they all kind of come, come together in the end. All right, fine. It's pretty cool. All right. And then we we set the ground for the new Xeno game where the United States of America has colonized something and you've in a flying robot, right? We're gonna tie this Correct. to the next game, probably. Not. <laughs> uh, Xeno, it's good. If you if you're on the fence about that game, you shouldn't be because everybody praises that game, right? But if you're on the fence about this version, um, I I would say that if it, if the only way you're going to get through this is if it's a portable game that you can do other things while playing, then don't hesitate about buying this version. It's good. Um, if you want like the full majestic experience, then yeah, get the disc for the Wii and play it on an, you know, dolphin or on your Wii U or something and, um, enjoy that way. I wonder how this, man, does this play, does dolphin fully support this? Cause it probably looks really pretty in dolphin. Um, hmm. I need to find some screenshots. I've been playing other things, as Anna can attest to. Yeah, um, Fallout, right? Yeah, uh, I'm playing Fallout 2 right now, actually. Um, Chris! <laughs> I killed a bunch of rats. I'm trying to get some money. I'm sorry, you guys were talking about Fire Emblem for a really long time. Yeah, because it's going to be freaking awesome. I know, but I can't read Japanese. Uh, it's coming out next year. I can't believe it's going to... I realize how incredibly hypocritical this is, so pardon me while I stick my tongue firmly in my cheek. But holy shit, is that going to take a long time to localize or what? Yeah. Anyways, that's my small rant. Mm. So I finished Fallout 1. Um, People who are wondering, like, how did Chris finish a game? Well, Chris cheated his way through that game by maxing out all his stats and making it a lot easier to, uh, to play the game. I'm doing the same for Fallout 2 because really my goal is to play through, not beat. I won't say the words beat because I'm cheating, but my goal is to play through the Fallout games and be ready for Fallout 4 later this year. Wheels, are you a Fallout 4 person? Pretty much, yeah. You are? Okay. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of people on RP Gamer staff who are. I'm, so, not, I'm not big on like Elder Scrolls, but Fallout, absolutely. Oh, not a Skyrim guy. Right. No. No, I had a bad experience with the PS3 version of that. Oh, what the hell were you thinking? 
that's what I was playing everything on listen, at the moment. Listen, let me save you a lot of trouble. A, don't buy a Bethesda game on a console. <laughs> B, if you do, make sure that console is not managed by Sony. <laughs> well, I don't know. It, it no. should be a good no. on PS4, I'd no. imagine. I, closer I, to... Don't assume anything with Bethesda. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. This is Bethesda. Is they will snatch bugs from wherever they can find them and put... Oh, my gosh. If you're wondering, I did play uh, Fallout 3 and New Vegas on PC. On PS3? Oh, on PC. On PC. Okay. Yeah. All right. so no wonder you like those. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Alice, are you a Fallout or no? Um, David is going to be playing Fallout 4 a long time before I do, I think. Okay. He's more, way more of a fan of it than I am. I have finished Fallout 3, I should point out. Ah, so I've started Fallout 2. I'm relatively early in that, but cruising right through because of my all 10 stats and my fully 300% skills. Um, <laughs> at some point, I need to put some armor on, even though I don't seem to need it at the moment. Um, Fallout Shelter, I've continued on. I'm at around 140 people in my Fallout Shelter. Getting a little, getting to the point where it's like, man, I hope they add some more to this game because um, eventually. Because they didn't pace it like a free-to-play with crazy roadblocks and like um, insane progression, slowdown, and all that, it's like, well, I'm just going to cruise right into 200 folks and have nothing new to do in the Fallout Shelter. So they kind of, I don't know. I, I want to say they need to do something, but they gave us the game for free, so I guess I can't complain. Um, Patch just came out. I haven't really figured out what Fall- Fallout Shelter 103 does, so I'll need to check that out later. Um, over my vacation with Anna Marie, I played a little bit of Disgaea 4, um, played through a few more maps than that. Um, I'm, I think I want to sit down and start grinding, and I finally got to a map where I can do a little bit of that, because that's my favorite part of Disgaea games is grinding, so I'll see what I can do there. We talked about Xenoblade, and I think I'm, and I have no time for any of this. So what did I tell you, Anna, the other day? I wanted to get back into WoW. Because um, there's a new patch. Because there's a new patch. And I you wanted want to get into uh, uh, Heaven's Word. Heaven's Word to get up to 50. I want to get um, back into Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 11 and do I more of the quests. Beat stupid Matt. Yeah, and we could do all these story things together. Um, uh, let's see. I want to finish up. Um, I want to play through all the Batman games because Batman's a hot topic right now. And I own the first two, so I may as well play through them. Um, and I would like to. Um, get to level 34 in Destiny, which wouldn't take very much effort whatsoever. Um, and so I have no time for any of that um, <laughs> because I'm supposed to be playing Xenoblade 3D for this thing we'll be talking about later. Um, so, of course, instead of that, I, and now now I found I want to get back into to Hearthstone and Hex, um, which are the card games I'm... I'm so I backed Hex, which was that big, you know, before Hearthstone was a thing, they were like, hey, we're going to make this crazy-ass digital trading card game, kickstart us, and I did for a fair amount of money, and I've never really gotten into the beta, but now, like, the client's really polished, they've got some PvE content finally, it's like, finally, I can get into Hex, I have no freaking time for it, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> so now I want to do all these things, and I have way too th- many things on my plate. Oh, yeah, Witcher's. Don't forget the Witchers. I'm supposed to finish through Witcher 2 and then play Witcher 3. Anna. What? I This is crazy. What? I have too many things. I can't yeah. do them all. Yeah. What you should I to, do? You need to actually like make a list. 
the then, list is really long. You want the list? I've got it up on um, uh, what's the website? How long to beat? Yeah. No, 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 no. Not not a list like that. A littler list. A littler list. Yes. You need to list out the things that we just talked about, and then when you come home at night, you're like, I'm gonna play that tonight. But that list is already overwhelming. Just the little list. Mm-hmm. So how do I make? I need an even littler list. Right. Mm-hmm. No? Well, I mean, you know what my answer is going to be. What's your answer? It's JRPG July. Okay. Oh, which reminds me, I should be playing through Final Fantasy V for Final Fantasy V for Futures. That would be part of JRPG July, too. Even yeah. Gilgabot says so. Mm-hmm. Oh, even Gilgabot says so? Even Gilgabot even says Gilgabot so. Even Gilgabot says so. Anna. I can't help you with this. Have you seen my backlog list? No. And I'm playing Devil Survivor 2 Record Breaker. Why aren't you tracking your backlog list on something like How Long to Beat so we can all watch your backlog list change? Um, because you can watch the spreadsheet change. Yeah, um, no, I meant all of us. Like, you could have it on Twitter and regular people could see it. Um, everybody can see it. It's a public document. Oh, you have a public document? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, I gotta go to, to, did you share it with me? Yeah, again, it's a public document. Well, I don't know how to get to it. Oh, my God, it's in the thread where I'm discussing all this stuff. Oh, you have a thread? Yes. Okay. It's in the staff review blogs. There you go. If I go to forums.rpgmail.com, which is our message forums, I can go find it in the staff review blogs. Mm -hmm. The no new games in 2015 self-challenge. Yeah, I'm having trouble with that no new game thing. That's a big spreadsheet. So how did you pick? You have eighty-two games on this spreadsheet. Yeah, that's not a very small list. Well, like, what did you do? Was this your entire backlog? Yes. Okay. It's all the games that I want to play. Oh, it's not all of the games in my backlog. But you have all this box of crap games on here. Yeah. So So go to the second tab, and the game log is where I'm actually like showing everything that I'm playing and how many things that I've beaten and how many things that I'm playing that are just sort of endless. This is okay. And it's all color code and everything. Yeah, and colorblind friendly colors too. Yeah. Oh, does that mean it's ugly? Um <laughs> No, it means everything is a shade of purple, is what it means. <laughs> <laughs> uh wow. Yes, I discovered I I do like a color coded uh spreadsheet for Natsume for the social media calendar to make sure that we're not only talking about one particular um, type of game. And um, I had never shown it to Chris. And I've been doing it for like a year, a year and a half at this point. And all of a sudden he like rolls by my computer and he's like, wow, that is the ugliest spreadsheet I have ever seen. (laughs) I'm like, why? It looks great to me. (laughs) She's colorblind. green. Um. Oh, you need to play more Final Fantasy Tactics Wings of the Lion. Huh? War of the Lions. Yes. I'm stuck. I need to You're grind. You're stuck? Yeah. Oh. You've put 35 hours into it, so you need to grind more, of course. <laughs> I'm only level 55. I'm stuck on that stupid... I'm I'm stuck on that fight with the two assassins in Elmdor. Uh-huh. And there's like three or four different really good strategies for it, which is basically gaming the, the um, class system. And the abilities that you can equip and stuff. Um, but I don't have that 
I don't have Dragoon unlocked on everybody, for example, hey, which is one of the strategies. Where's your crazy game where you're um, dating all the demons on your iOS device? That is... Um, Enchanted in the Moonlight. Oh, is that what that's called? I have okay. it under the Endless Games because... They honestly, keep releasing more DLC. Yes, they keep <laughs> releasing more stories. She has an Otome game. Where she downloads a chapter and it's like, okay, here's the fox demon chapter. Now you're going to go and date the fox demon. Yes. And then you download a different one. It's like, okay, well, here's how it would go if you would have dated this guy instead. So here's all the story for dating this So there's this six dude. Ayakashi. And each of them have a main story, an epilogue, a second story, a second epilogue. There's um, his perspective for all six of the stories. And then there's like um, little naughty chapters. Naughty chapters? Yeah. Oh. And then it, there's like naughty like, in the bedroom or naughty as in he's just being a jerk? No, naughty in the bedroom. Oh, okay. And then um, there's also chap. There's also kind of packages that you can buy where it's like, I'm going on a trip for my work and my Akashi boyfriend isn't invited, but he's going to show up anyways. Well, of course. And so you you buy these packs and it's like, here's the introductory chapter that sets up what's going to happen. And then you get two chapters for like a bunch of different guys in each pack. Got it. So, I mean, it's 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 a girl thing. It's an interesting dilemma that I have because I could be playing Seduce Me, the Atoma game, which is free. Uh huh. And which I've gotten one ending in. But the problem is, is that it doesn't have anywhere near the quality and the quantity of Enchanted in the Moonlight. Because Enchanted in the Moonlight is a paid game. Mm -hmm. So I kind of feel like I'm comparing apples to oranges. But at the same time, I'd rather spend money and get the better game. Hey, I got you a bunch of uh, visual novels on the Steam that you haven't tried yet. I know. Okay. Stop buying me games. Okay. That, that, all right. No problem. No more games for you ever. I'm just, I'm going to have to do like a Steam challenge for 2016. Ooh. That sounds fun, actually. <laughs> so, hey, you stopped playing Pokemon Rumble World. That's on this spreadsheet. Yeah. You should catch more in that. I got up to 125. There's codes to get even more. I know, but I I think I'm done with that game. You're just done with that game? I, I played it for like 20 hours, Chris. I, so I logged in. You played it on my 3DS. So yes. I opened up my 3DS. I went in there and I like... Played a couple rounds, caught a couple Pokemon you hadn't caught yet, yes. and realized you were. I don't understand. No, I just don't understand what was appealing about it. Oh, okay. Because you just run through and kill everything, yeah, and then at the end, fun? maybe you've got a, a new Pokemon, and yeah. it's like, so what am I getting more Pokemon to do? Complete more of the story. Oh, is there story somewhere? Yeah, that's the that's the king asks you to do things. Oh, I tried one of his missions and it just I got my ass kicked. Yeah, no, and that's the problem that I've run into is I've run into a a steep part of the difficulty curve. Oh, okay. So I need to go back. Does it have an end? Yes. Oh, all right. I didn't know if it had an end. Oh, I yeah. kind of I thought like you were at the point where it was just endless. No, no, no. Okay. So that changes things a little? Yes. I mean, realistically, what we need to do in your game is throw down like $5 for diamonds and get some of the nicer balloons and catch some of the nicer Pokemon. There's a lot of, the, you know, I was looking through that and the balloons in Pokemon Rumble World, we're talking about Pokemon Rumble World on the 3DS. The balloons, the, they start costing a lot of diamonds. Yes, but and this is something that we've talked about before on the podcast, because here's the thing with that game. 
It looks like it would cost a lot of money, but it actually has a cap. Oh. So the biggest package that you can get is like 20 or $30. Yeah. And or 3000 diamonds, whatever that works out to. And once you've hit that cap of purchasing 3000 diamonds, it won't let you spend anymore. Instead, it will plant a diamond tree in your world and you can harvest diamonds off of it every day. Why haven't we done that? Because I didn't want to spend money on your 3DS without your permission. Oh, uh, you want to do it on yours? You want to um, start over? No, actually, I think You're I just did. Done. I think I did do it on mine. Oh, I just haven't gotten back to playing yet. Uh, so you have a diamond tree? Yeah. You spent thirty dollars on your. You spent thirty dollars in Pokemon Rumble World on your 3DS. I actually think it's twenty. Oh, even so, wow. Now I'm jealous. I need my own diamond tree. I can't go back and do you realize I can't go back and play the story on yeah, mine? You can. How? Uh, you go to the king and it's like, I want to replay old missions. Oh, will it play the story cutscenes? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll make it really easy to go through the story. Mm-hmm. What else have you been playing, Anna? No one wants to hear about this. Um, Double Survivor Record Breaker. You are you done with that game yet? No, because I'm playing the Triangular Mark now. The Trahumahum. Okay, so Double Survivor is actually two games in one. So there's the original Septentrion arc. You made that word up. No, the Septentrion is the seven stars in the Big Dipper. Okay. And the Triangulum is another set of three stars, and I don't remember what constellation they're part of. I think they may be a constellation by themselves. Anyways, um, so Devil Survivor is all about humanity as being threatened. <laughs> nice screenshot wheels. Um, humanity is being threatened, and you have to make very sort of moral choices where there is no single right answer. And so... It's this, The game is about dealing with that at the same time. It's this awesome tactical RPG with the Shin Megami Tensei extra turn weaknesses and strengths and magic and physical and blah, blah, blah. So um, how do I explain this without getting super spoilery? So at the end of the regular arc, you make a decision. And... It all comes to the same ending, but how you get there is altered very greatly. And it makes a decision to basically save humanity. And when you pick up in the Triangulum arc, things start happening that shouldn't have been happening because you fixed the world. So then you need to figure out why things are so messed up. And again, there's a lot of these sort of morally ambiguous choices where there isn't one single right answer so there's four endings for Septetrion. So I assume there's four, en- four endings for the Triangulum as well. But I picked my ending already. And so far it's turning out pretty cool. Um, yeah. Right. I'm going to talk about this a lot more in the JRPG July column. Right. So if you haven't read it yet, there's a JRPG July column up for week one of July. We're going to get to that later. Okay. All right. All right. So with Alice, what have you been playing? <laughs> Oh, pretty much just Heavensward all, all for the last, what, two weeks? Did you talk about that in JRPG July? Uh, I did um, Just I did tweet briefly about it that I rolled credits on it oh, during wow. last week. Oh, wow. Congrats. So. Um, it's... Uh, well, the story is, I think, actually better than the original stories. 
That's good. Anthony. I like the original story. I only got up to level 30 and unlocked my advanced job, but that was still really good. Yeah, um, the I mean, the, the, I'm not saying that the main story, the the main story in the main game is bad because it isn't. It's for a Final Fantasy story, it's really good. It's a lot better than 13s. Eh, eh. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, and Heavenswood is better. It, it, Heavenswood does build off the story for the, the the main story that was in the main game. You can't actually do any parts of Heavenwood aside from create a character from the new race until you hit level fifty and finish the main story and all of its patches as well. Because otherwise, the story wouldn't actually make a lot of sense. Have I killed the podcast? Yes. No? Thought so. <laughs> so basically, when you get to uh, when you get your level thirty characters, level fifty, you then have to do the uh, the level fifty stuff that clears the original main story, and then there is five patches worth of additional story, and then you can go on to Heavensward. Yes. Uh, the advantage is is those those quests now give out uh, a bunch of experience and equipment. Yeah. Which yeah. they didn't do previously, because right. when you did them previously, you were already level 50, and level 50 was the level cap. That's right. So, um, some people have reported that they get, like, into, like, level 51. Some people have even reported going into as far as level 52. Just doing the story. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Um, That's nice. Mind, I was going to say, bearing in mind that during the Heavenswood story, the main story quests are not sufficient to level you up entire levels. So you have to go and do side quests and side yeah, dungeons. And that but that's thing. in the new expansion. The goal was to that's get you to the, in new, the exp- new expansion. Yeah, the yes. goal was to get you to the new expansion, so then you could just do stuff there. The main story quests in the main, in the original game now give out a lot more experience points, so you don't have to do side questing, at least on your first job to level 50. I've right. got a friend of mine who has recently started playing who I think is currently doing level 20 content, despite the fact they're level 29. So So here's my question for you. Go on. Say you have gotten your first job to level 50, and you're like, I could go do Heaven's Word content, but I just unlocked a new job. I want to level that new job. How do you level your, your younger jobs now that you've got all these story quests done? Okay, so... The easiest way I find is fate grinding, <laughs> but okay. that's not for everyone. Um, the easiest way of getting EXP usually is just to do dungeons of your, of at your level, basically. I thought you said dungeons of your. Do the dungeons of your. Um, oh. Basically, uh, any job. Uh, this is an uh, this is an, an increase that was made during the Heavenswood release. Previously, um, jobs that were underneath your main level regardless of the difference between them, received a level uh, 50% EXP bonus. Uh, that's now been increased to 100%, and it stacks with resting bonuses. Wait, so they get the... In everything that you do, they get that uh, bonus? I think the 100% applies to a lot of the um, like rewards and the f- um, you get for things like zone events, you know, the fates, the dungeon rewards, that kind of thing, and also all experience gained through uh, killing monsters. Oh, cool. I think the only thing I'm not sure, but I think the only thing it might not affect is actual quest turning experience. I although it might do actually. Thinking about it, no, that's great. I didn't realize they had that the bonus. The resting bonus is fifty percent as well, so that adds up to one hundred and fifty percent on uh, like monster kills and stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, the, the the bonuses that you get for leveling secondary jobs are good. 
to say the least. Um, the uh, the bonus for having a lower job does drop down to fifty percent for the fifty to sixty, so the heavensward stuff only. Um, nice. And there are three new jobs, and um, they do require level fifty to unlock, basically. All right, all right, huh? All right. Um, so, anything else besides fourteen? Uh, no, not really. Okay. I because I the game hasn't. Uh, Alice, I say, heavens, what has been? Yes. You don't understand. Surely you've delivered something no. else. But no. you not even in a single player game? Not really. Although I say one of the jobs is a gun wielding class. In what? So I have each uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Do, do they wield missiles? No, they wield guns. Okay. Rockets? Uh no. Grenades. Yes. Grenades. Okay. Yes. I I I'll be temporarily satisfied with grenade launching. Okay. Well, right. I have been doing a lot of that. Launching it is one of grenades. my primary. Okay. It is one of my primary area of effectibilities. Okay. Good. All right. So, so yes, uh, Heavenswood introduces uh, Dark Knight, a tanking class, um, the Machinist, which is a ranged DPS, and uh, Astrolog- Ast- Ast- Astrologian, which is a healer. Mm. Uh, I already have Astrologist level fifty. I, my Machinist is level 51, and I haven't really worked on Dark Knight, but I have unlocked it. The new jobs start at level 30 as well. You just have to be level 50 to unlock them in the first place. Cool. So, yeah. There is... The, 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 particularly the inclusion of Dark Knight as a tank class um, has put a lot of people towards it, and has had really positive effects on uh, dungeon queue times at all levels. Like, I haven't had a DPS queue longer than about 5 to 10 minutes. When you compare that to some of World of Warcraft's DPS queues, that's quite significant. Oh, and uh, also flying mounts. Woo. In the new areas only, but hey, flying mounts. I posted a link to one in Skype chat. Okay. Uh, you played anything else? Uh, a little bit more Persona 4 Dance. Actually, no, I actually finished the story in Persona 4 Dance. Ooh, all right, you danced all night, and now uh, the story's done. Yep. So now what do you do? Uh, there is. I think there is a true ending. I haven't got it yet. Oh, okay. You know how all the Persona games have some kind of like true ending that you've got to, I don't know, reach out to the truth to get? Yeah. I haven't got that yet. No, that's a song. Yes. It, okay. That, funny enough, that is one of the songs you can dance to. Okay, good. But <laughs> you've got to do it literally as well. Oh, all right. <laughs> so you continue to reach out to the truth, and we're going to move on to feedback. Oh, and bef- I was yeah. also just going to say... Uh, well, my, there was my tweet comment, which is Persona 4 Dancing All Night is the weirdest spin-off since they turned Idol Master into a mecha series. And yeah, that actually happened. Wait, what? Yeah, that actually happened. How do I import that and where do I go for it? Uh, it's called Idol Master Xenoglossia, which was made by Sunrise. You know, they're the guys who made Gundam. The um, problem is I've imported, uh, I bought it while I was in Japan, an Idol Master game. They're very not import friendly. Oh, no, I know. Because there's a lot of story and choices to make. 
So I have a feeling I shouldn't import the mecha game, even though I it really is a, want It's to. not a game. It's an anime series. Oh. Ooh, is it subtitled anywhere? Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. But either way, um, it's, it's a very strange place to suddenly introduce Nanako as a playable character. Yeah. Just, just a little bit. Just a little? Right. Just a little bit. It is the, she does dance the Junez theme, though. <laughs> of course. So, I don't know. Some people will probably find that adorable. Apparently, the I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd heard uh, stories that um, all of the people who were, who were dancing in that booth at E3 got uploaded to e- uh, got uploaded to their YouTube channel at some point, mm-hmm. which I believe includes you. It should include me, but I don't know if it did. Well, there's a lot of videos, so there's a thousand videos on their channel. Yeah, you might be in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm not in the wrap-up video. I did watch to see if I was in their summary video. But the dude who played, who danced in that um, pop culture video um, that uh, Manny introduced me to in the podcast years ago. At this point, he's he went there and he danced, and you know he's an amazing dancer. Um, just search for pop culture on YouTube. You'll you'll see the dude, and he's like slightly balding, and he dances, and then this girl joins him. Anyway, he was dancing with, with on the Persona Four stage, and it was amazing, and so forth. So anyway, so okay, I That's need it. to. I'm I just now. saw this thing on Play Asia called the Retro Freak, which is like you know the Retron Five. It looks like a better version of that because it does nine systems and it's made by Japan Japanese who like, in theory, do a better job supporting their product than the Retron folks did. So now I'm tweeting about that. So that means we need to move on. So Michael, I wanted yes. to check to see how much if you need to go. Yeah, I should jump off. Okay, so you go have fun with Training Wheels the second. Sure. Okay, and uh, and play more Fire Emblem. <laughs> yes, and I am actually I, I off for work for a bit. So oh, okay. if you want to if you want to play some Monster Hunter and or Destiny in the next week, just uh, let me know. I will do that. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye bye. Bye guys. For joining us. Bye bye. No problem. All right, so let's hit up the feedback, folks. Uh, let's see. Where's that cord? Here it is. I'm going to start us off with a voicemail. Do it out of order. Hey, RPG Cast. It's uh, Matt from Texas. And well, I guess E3's done. And, you know, it took me a little bit to get through um, y'all's E3 cast, and then um, you had the next one. So I'm just now responding. But, you know, I, I saw a video of, you know, Anna. At, at the Natsume booth, and I, I can see why your voice is worn out, so that was pretty cool. And uh, Chris and Manny, uh, that, you know, I, I just like all that E3 coverage. I mean, because y'all got y'all guys are just talking from uh, you know the hip, you know, you're seeing it, and just talking about how you know you, you met Yoshi P, you know, the guy who is in charge of Final Fantasy 14. To me, that that's just a it's just crazy, honestly. I mean, I love it because I, I'd love to have that experience. But anyway, I'm replaying Sukuden or uh, Soaking in Four, Sukuden, no, not Four, Three, Sukuden Three. Um, it's up on the PSN network. I'm double dipping, but you know what? I don't care. I got a, a, you know, the controller doesn't have a wire on it, and I'm playing on my PS3, and it's been so long, so it's new. 
but uh, I appreciate everything y'all y'all did for the E3 and uh, you know Alex and you know Cassandra everybody doing the, all the news updates man it's it's the best so uh, love you guys see you later bye Ugh. thank you Matt from Texas um so well, I'm sorry Faded out. Did he ask a question there? Can I no, be he, less he, professional? Just, <laughs> just yeah, giving a lot of thanks for the uh, E3 coverage. Well, you're very welcome, and we like doing it, and I hope it was better for folks this year. Um, Anna, mm-hmm. what was our question of the week last week? Um, did you pre-order anything from E3? That's right, and we had responses to that question. Uh, first off, Victor wrote in on our forum and said, Hey, no, I did, haven't pre-ordered anything based on E3. I'm trying to cut back on pre-orders due to too many disappointments. Which I thought was nice. <laughs> uh, Shaman said, I walked up to E3 and pre-ordered most of it. <laughs> which I like the sound of. Like I just walked up to the show and pre-ordered it. Uh, anything that was on 3DS, Wii U, and Vita, that is. 25 games in all, most at 30% off. I post my spreadsheet here, but Google Docs appears to be having a conniption as of the time this post. I'd love to see your spreadsheet, Shaman, so I hope you do post it eventually. Strawberry Egg says, I still need to get around to pre-ordering several games, but I will eventually. These include Mario & Luigi Paper Jam, Project X Zone 2, Gene Ibunroku Pound Fire... fire what? Uh, SMT Crossfire. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yes. Um... And Fire Emblem Fates, though that one may get a special edition packing both games like in Japan, so I'll wait a while. Uh, others shown, though not prominent E3, are Bravely Second and Stella Glow. I think I already have a pre-order on Xenoblade X. Seraphim Kitten said, I did not pre-order anything from E3. Last time I did something like pre-order, it was to kickstart pre-order Unsung Story, which should be coming out. <laughs> hey, has anyone heard from those guys or Matsuno in a while? Maybe we should send someone over to go check on them. <laughs> probably a good idea because uh, I haven't heard much news on that front either uh, thanks everybody for telling us about what you pre-ordered uh, I pre-ordered Fallout 4 I know Manny pre-ordered Fallout 4 because he was employee of the month in June so I bought him the pre-order of Fallout 4 <laughs> um, I don't know Anna did you have me pre-order anything or did you pre-order anything Um, we need to pre-order Bravely Second Bravely Second All right. and- why do we need to pre-order it though um, because we'll get twenty percent off at Best Buy. Oh, we well, we'll get that even if we don't pre-order. Because I don't know how many copies our local Best Buy is going to get a bravely yeah, second. Depends how soon you need it, right? Right. Mm. All right. Uh, and Are you going to want to wait to play that? Uh, I wouldn't mind. Really? Yeah. You're crazy. I'm sorry. Psh. Well, I mean, if you want to wait, I guess we can just pre-order one copy. Did you pre-order anything? Nope. Nope. No pre-orders there. Okay. Nope. nope. Almost pre-ordered Fallout 4, but that wouldn't have been for me. Yeah, I was going to just ask that exactly. So, What is a retro freak? I don't know, but it looks cool. <laughs> it's like a Retron 5, but not from the Retron folks. So it might be good. Interesting. Yeah, isn't What's that cool? MD Gen? Yeah. Um, Mega Drive. Mega Drive. Okay, Mega Drive, Super Famicom, Super Nintendo, Famicom, mm-hmm. PC, Turbo Graphics, PC, PC Super Engine. Graphics, yeah. yeah. GB, GBC, GBA. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty good. And then there's something that slots into the bottom? Yeah, uh, that's like a controller adapter, I think. 
Cool. Yeah. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, because it, you know, it probably costs a lot since it probably actually works. <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> oh snap! Yeah. Oh, let's see what else we got for you. I guess it's time for news. Um, thanks everybody for. Um, your feedback. If you'd like to feedback to the show, I'd like you to do it through these three ways. Forums.rpgamer.com is the message boards. And if you go to our podcast, rpgamer.com, send us an email there. That's uh, how we get, you know, emails. Um, and then finally, 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098. What else we got? News? Let's do it. News. News. Oh, where's my sidebar? Lost my sidebar. Very unprofessional show today. I'm so sorry. Why are you listening to us? Go, go, go! Listen to a real podcast. Is that? Oh, come on. Oh, it. It. Every week, Delicious tells me we've got new things. Refresh the page. Like I just loaded the page. Why don't the new things come in automatically? I just don't understand them. All right. Every week. Final Fantasy Adventure! What's up with this? Final Fantasy Adventure. A new adventure in development. Yes, a new Final Fantasy Adventure is in development. Wait, is this my newest story? Yeah, it is. Okay. I feel like I'm missing something here. 353. I'm just reloading this just to be sure. Okay. Yes, a new game stemming from Seiken Densetsu Final Fantasy. Hey, wait, we covered this last time. I just finally... Okay, it's a duplicate story if you listen to the last podcast, but I'm going to give it to you again. So there's a trailer. It's highlighting collaboration that sees characters from um, Seiken Densetsu appear in... Or Final Fantasy appear in... I don't know what's going on. Seiken Densetsu... So there's a trailer for Rise of Mana, and it's showing second and seconds that Setsu character showing up in it. So, and then at the end they tease like there's a new game or something. So, it's uh, yeah, second and Setsu Final Fantasy Guidance, an action RPG spinoff. Um, it's uh, well, it's you know, Secret of Mana, is <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yes. So it is uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, and uh. It was only ever branded as Final Fantasy in in the West, right? Only Final Fantasy Adventures, yeah. Yeah, I think in the West it was never Final Fantasy tagged. Or in the East it was never Final Fantasy tagged. So I think Alex miswrote this story, actually. No, it was like Seiken Densetsu Final Fantasy, wasn't it? Was it? I don't think so. I think so. Okay, well, if that's that's the truth, then. If people have a better explanation. Podcast.rpgamer.com. Well, well, then forms. I'm going to go with Alex's explanation that it was called Final Fantasy Gaiden in Japan at first, and they dropped the Final Fantasy once they got to Seiken Densetsu 2, which we know of as Secret of Mana. So, all right, cool. I didn't know that. I learned something new today. Yay. Uh, Path of Exile has a date for a new expansion um, called The Awakening. It's confirmed for it's out yesterday. So it came out July 10th, adds a fourth act to the game storyline. It's out story uh, yesterday. <laughs> as well as bringing in new aspects to the huge skill tree, plus substantial amounts of extra content like items, areas, bosses, challenge leagues. Um, it's still free to play, and you can go uh, download it and play it right now if you want to play that expansion. Um, Etrian Odyssey 2 Untold, the Fafnir Knight got a date for a demo. Yes, they're getting a demo. comes out in three days, Anna. July 14th. You going to download the demo? Maybe. 
Yeah, yeah, because I know you want this game. Hey, Disgaea 3 is now PSTV compatible. Oh, really? They yeah. wait until after I fit play through it. Those jerks. Breaking <sighs> news! Fafner Knight, uh, the Etrian Odyssey 2 Untold Fafner Knight, of course, is a remake of Etrian Odyssey 2. And the game is not out till August 4th, so that'll give you like a month with the demo. Unless, of course, you know, you're in Europe. makes me sad. In Europe, February 12, 2016. What makes you sad? That if I play the demo, I'm going to get all excited for it, and then I have to wait weeks to play well, it. Well, you know what? You can keep working on your old game list. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Right, so I kind of think I'm going to get this when it comes you out. You should get the demo. Well, I think I'm going to get the game when it comes out because one, I can get 20% off of Best Buy. And two, all of the DLC that you get for free if you... Um, oh, it's all time-limited for that new DLC, isn't it? It's all time-limited. So if you get it the first week it's out, you end up getting something like $25 of DLC for free. All right, cool. Which pretty much makes the game a wash when you consider the discount that I'm getting on buying it. So it makes sense to buy it now. All right. Wow. All right. There's when you have to go pre-order. No, I don't have to pre-order it. You can just buy it when it comes out. It's not like they're going to sell out of Etrian Odyssey Untold 2. It's not like they're going to have a lot of copies either. Yeah, well. Collector's Edition for Zestiria was announced. Yes, Zestiria. That's a Tales game. Um, so check this out. They announced it at Japan Expo in Paris. Um, here's what you get. It's for PlayStation 3 and 4. You can get it for either system. Four chibi kyun character figures, a Lady of the Lake sanctuary cloth artwork. So yeah, it's a cloth with artwork of the sanctuary Lady of the Lake. You get um, a hardback art book. You get a collector's edition box that it comes in. You get a metal case with Norman on it, a character from the game, I guess. You get the game disc, of course, so you can play the game. That's always nice. You get a DVD of the 30-minute anime. And a disc of music, specially selected music, a.k.a. not a full soundtrack uh, from the game. And I think that I really don't like how they monetize things to still have you buy the soundtrack separate. I think if you buy a collector edition, you should get the soundtrack. That's lame. But whatever. That's how it works. Um, and it'll cost a bazillion dollars, I'm sure. Um, oh, interesting. They've got VIP. Let's see. Exclusive Mystic Art DLC for Miklio, Layla, and Alicia. You get uh, this, yeah, exclusive uh, DLC on the VIP corner of the website. So, however, that works. Uh, this, uh, wait a second. This is Alex put up a European image, so I don't know what's up with that. So, let me see if I can figure out more details on the DLC here. Do, 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 do. All right, pricing then. Oh, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the Japanese version, that was a pre-order bonus. Yeah, it looks like it's a pre-order bonus here as well. So here's the details. If you pre-order either the Collector's Edition or the Standard Edition, you get that um, DLC that gives you the Mystic Arts for those three characters. And if you get the game at launch, you get another piece of DLC for that's free for a limited time. That's the Alicia Story DLC. That's the one with the character that... We've talked about this in the past. It's the DLC that adds in the story for this character that everyone thought there'd be more of this character in the game and there wasn't, so whatever. <laughs> so, and uh, if you are certain stores, you will also get a weapon skin DLC pack as well as a set of eight DLC costumes based on previous Tales characters. 
And in addition, some retailer-exclusive bonuses for particular countries come in the form of a set of four 35-millimeter diameter badges. What does that mean? I don't know. We need a spreadsheet just figuring out all the pre-order bonuses for this thing, or all the just bonuses, period. Are we going to have one of those cool spreadsheets like we did for the Batman game? That's what I'm hoping for, something really big that's got a whole thread devoted to it on NeoGAF. Uh, let's see. Ugh. Now, um, that, so that's the collector's edition for Zestiria. And then there's a pre-order campaign for the digital PC release of Zestiria. So that was all console stuff that I just mentioned. For the PC, um, depending on, on how many people pre-order the game, it'll change how many bonuses there are, which is, that's so shitty that they're doing that. <sighs> the first pack that they've guaranteed is, regardless of the numbers, comes with the weapon skins that the, we mentioned above for the the console editions. The second pack is for the costumes from previous titles, and the third pack will be the remaining four. Um, and then, if uh, everyone keeps pre-ordering and gets high enough, they will um, give everyone who pre-orders Tales of Hysteria um, the Steam release of Tales of Symphonia. Which is just happened. There's a Steam release of Tales of Symphonia, so they announced that as well. <sighs> All right, so release dates for these games, in case you're wondering, it's in October. So October 16th in the U.S. Um, excuse me, October 16th in Europe, October 20th in the U.S. and the rest of the world. So, Except, of course, Japan, where they've had all this stuff and they're worried about the next Tales game. So There you go. PC version of Tales of Symphony HD um, was announced. Um, unfortunately, it's not out yet. So they, they, they announced it. And you're going to get it if enough people pre-order Tales of Zestiria, but it isn't actually out. And no mention of a PC release of Dawn of the New World, which is the sequel to Tales of Symphonia. But if I remember, and correct me, Alice, nobody cares about Dawn of the World because it's not as good? Uh, don't let Strawberry hear you say that. Don't let Strawberry hear me. Okay. But you <laughs> would agree with that. Uh, I haven't really played it. Oh, really? I don't have a big attachment to Symphonia. Oh, all right. So just because Symphonia was, is not your thing. It was the first game that I played in yeah. the series, but then I there are I, there are other games in the series that I like far more. Like you know that that, that Vesperia one. Uh huh. That's the one with the dog who smokes a pipe. Yes. Okay. Good. It's amazing. I need to play that at some point just to see that. All right. Yeah. Too, too bad you've got the inferior Xbox 360. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bandai Namco continues with some more news for Project X Zone Two. Uh, we got some media and, you know, like a trailer up that you can go watch. But in addition, they revealed a release date for, or a release delay for the Western uh, version of the game. It was originally going to be late 2015. Uh, um, nope. Now it's uh, North America and Europe will be uh, early 2016 for Project X Zone 2. But hey, at least it's still coming. So. Dragon Quest VI came out on iOS and Android. You can pick it up for $15. Honestly, at that point, just go buy an old version of the game for DS. Like, what are you doing? Don't buy it on iOS. What are you doing? Whatever. Do they have controller support on those games? I don't even think they do. If they do, then that's a little better. But what the heck? All right, whatever. Um, Yakuza 5, we've got an interview up about the local localization. It's uh, one that PlayStation posted, so you can go watch the video for that and uh, learn about how Yakuza 5 is being uh, localized. Hopefully they are not changing uh, ramen to hamburgers like they do in the Phoenix Wright games. 
all I can hope for. No? You agree? <laughs> Neocore Games, those are the Van Helsing folks. They announced they're putting out a final cut version of the Van Helsing games. So the final cut puts the content from all three games with some modifications and additions into a single standalone version. Yes, they found a way for you to buy Van Helsing games again. <laughs> uh, it'll have a reworked and expanded skill tree. You'll be able to use all six different classes that have been introduced into the third game, and you'll be able to use them through all the games. And it'll include the optional tower defense mini games from the series. The level cap will go up to 80 for a single-player campaign or 100 for the other modes with various bits of new end-game content added. This thing will cost $45 when it comes out in September 2015. If you already own all three games in the trilogy, you will get the final cut for free. So I was wrong. They you do not have you buying it again. You just, you just get it, which is kind of cool. All right, I'm done with this. Anna, mm-hmm. I found a good reason for us to delay buying it playing through van helsing till september Don't, but isn't this cool can you deny you can't deny <laughs> sword art online was at japan expo as well a lot of stuff happened in japan expo this is like the first year i remember this being a big deal so yeah because dragon quest of got leaked uh, is that what it is okay so Bandai, Bandai Namco uh, showed off some Sword Art Online screenshots, which we have on the sh- on the site, um, and they announced some things. It's going to have a digital-only July 28, 2015 release date in North America, or July 29, 2015 in Europe. The game is a PS4 port of last year's Vita release, Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment, and completely reworked localization. That's good, right? Didn't people complain about the localization on the Vita one? If I recall correctly, that was the problem with it. Oh, whatever. Um, Sword Art Online Lost Song is a follow-up to that game, and that'll be out on PS4 and Vita later this year. No date for that yet. So, if you uh, want to play through Sword Art Online and weren't happy with this Vita version, maybe this new one will be good for you. All right, anyway. Digimon Cyber Sleuth is coming to America, Anna. Is this a big deal for you? Yes. Okay, so how does... localized a Digimon game, particularly a Digimon RPG-like game, in well, ever. So this is a media... This is a media vision developed game. It'll be out in North America and Europe, PS4 and Vita, sometime in 2016. The Vita release will be digital only. The PS4 is physical. Of course. And digital. Uh, Cyber Sleuth is targeted towards a more mature audience than prior Digimon titles. What? What, are they going to be slaughtering Digimon? Is there going to be no, blood or I mean, sex? One of those Do things... you get to have sex with a Digimon? No. Oh, so it's not that mature. I think they finally woke up and realized that the audience that grew up on Digimon is kind of all adults now. Well, if they stop putting out cartoons and bringing in new fans, then yeah, that's how that happens. They they yeah. didn't stop making cartoons. Well, then why is nobody young watching them? They They're Too busy with Pokemon? I don't know how to answer that. I think because Cartoon Network has all that audience for games like Steven Universe, which is awesome. Or shows. I said games. Anna and I started watching Steven Universe while we were on vacation, and we realized that show's pretty awesome. All right, anyway. Uh, so back to Digimon. Uh, the, uh, all right, here, here, let me read you this. Uh, more mature audience in prior Digimon titles features a soundtrack from Rompa composer Masafumi Takada. 
The game is set in a world where a digital platform named Eden operates in parallel to the real world. Companies of all sizes have a presence in Eden. While so this is like a this is like Second Life. While people can connect digitally and hang out with each other. However, there have been rumors of hackers using programs called Digimon to steal and generally cause trouble in the world. Players select from either a male or female protagonist and investigate these goings on. RP gamers can check out. Yeah, so we have the trailer and screenshots. So apparently, it looks like you know Pokemon from the screenshots. You go in there, you summon your Digimon, and they they beat things up so you don't have to. So whatever. And then they they digivolve. We don't want to say evolve, of course. That would be wrong, right, Anna? Yes. Digivolve. Mm-hmm. You see, the funny thing is, is I think in Japan they actually just called it evolution. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah, they did. Not here; it's branded. So yeah, it's branded over in the U.S. But then again, so's, so's the theme song. That theme song is awful. Digimon, Digimon monsters, Digimon are the champions. That is like, yeah. That is the come worst. on, where's 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 the tones of Wadakoji? Those songs are really good. Okay. Oh well, I suppose the fact that they're Japanese, all sung in Japanese. But yeah, they're go. not gonna. They can't use those here. <sighs> God damn it, reality! Stop getting in the way of things. Legends of Eisenwald has left early access and is now available on Steam for thirty bucks. Fifteen percent discount available till two days ago, so you missed it. Uh, Strategy RPG has a group of adventurers who set out to the land of Eisenwald, where medieval myths and superstitions are real. Uh, has a movement system where each move also doubles as an attack. You'll be able to individually equip each party member, train them in the use of different weapons, skills, and spells, even mounted units. So go check that out. Do we have a review of that coming? We should, because this looks like an interesting technical game. So, all right. Well, anyway, uh, it's uh, 50 hours gameplay, and there's a scenario editor. So go check out Legends of Eisenwald if you want a more, I want to say, realistic tactical game, except that, you know, you're in a place where myths and superstitions are real, so I don't know what's going on with that. Um Sounds cool. Oh, all right. On Steam now. Victor Vran is also out of early access. That is a isometric action RPG, read Diablo-style clone. Uh, and it will be uh, available on Steam and, P- and GOG.com for 20 bucks, starting on July 24th. That's when it comes out of early access. Victor Vran, he kills demons, so... Uh, game features the ability to jump, a classless leveling system, rotating camera, and full controller support. So not a strict Diablo clone, because you can use a controller. Um, yeah, there you go. Victor Vran. Go check that out. I know we've looked at that in the past. It sounds It's on my list of, like, when that thing gets cheap, I want to just buy it and play through it, because it looks like a decent uh, Diablo-style game. Do you need a nap? I do. Okay. Just a little bit. Nordic Games and Piranha Bytes are teaming up for a game called LX. Uh, the game is featured at, described as electric, lavish, exhilarating, zenial, open-world RPG. Yeah, I don't know. Zenial. I don't know what zenial is. <laughs> it's planned for release on PC, PS4, and Xbox One, late 2016, early 2017. So this is a ways out there. Um, I did, why is... This is not much of an announcement. It'll take place in a newly created post-apocalyptic science fantasy setting. So like every other game, Uh, the game is said to feature a massive seamless world, mutated creatures, various varied moral choices, and action-based battles. And it'll be out eventually. (laughs) All right. Great. 
Um, this, I guess you would be excited if you know anything about Nordic Games and Piranabytes. Um, they are the developers of Gothic and Risen, two games that I don't really care about, so I'm moving on. Sorry if you disagree. <sighs> the new 7th Dragon game gets a trailer, but this is in Japan only. So, 7th Dragon 3 Code VFD, it's developed in-house by Sega. Um, and with previous titles in the series are created by Image Epic, which is no longer existing. I think that's the one where the CEO disappeared, right? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, the title is the first uh, release for Nintendo 3DS. No news on a US or excuse me, a Western release at this time, but you can go watch the trailer and be uh, drooling over it and be like, "Hey, how come we don't get Seven Dragon games? Why does Sega hate us?" Uh, Amber Throne is now out for PC. It's on Steam. Cost fifteen bucks. It is a game that stars a girl named Ara who awakens with only the memory of her father's instruction to destroy the titular Amber Throne. Um, turn-based battle system. Uh, looks like a JRPG. Go check it out and see if you like it. Hopefully we'll have a review. Square Enix is making a new Dragon Quest. You know, they casually let 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 you, you know. It's Dragon Quest Minecraft. Yeah. What's up with that? It's not... what. So, like, the news about Dragon Quest Eleven leaked at that Japan Expo thing. And, like, that it's going to be... No. It did. No. What? Dragon Quest Seven, no, no eight. Oh, I thought eleven leaked. No, it did. Oh, okay, they so said... there's multiple things that leaked. Yeah. So he said Dragon Quest Eleven is going to be a console game. That's it's right. Be a single player offline console game. That's right. That's pretty much all he said. Uh, no, and then he said uh, one of the Dragon Quest games was going to be localized into French. Yes. So the three S games, like seven and eight, right, would be um, localized into French. They said that yeah. leaked as well. Or was announced, rather, or something right. like that. So Which everyone figures, like, if it's going into French, it's probably going into English, too. Yes. He said that Dragon Quest Seven and Eight for the Nintendo 3DS will make it out of Japan in French. Yeah. So hopefully that means English as well. Otherwise, Anna will play it and translate it for me. Um, even if it's coming out in French, that means it's going to be a PAL release. Oh. Which means not working on our 3DS. Nope. Oh. New Dragon Quest was announced entirely, and this one has details. It is a Dragon Quest Minecraft game. It is not actually licensed or affiliated with Minecraft in any way, but it is one of those games where you build stuff and there's blocks and everything. Uh, it's the world of like Dragon Quest One, um, or at least it seems to be. It's the game's world is named Alpha Alephgard, which players are tasked with rebuilding following its destruction by the Dragon King. So. I, not exactly Dragon Quest 1 or anything, but, you know, whatever. So you're going to go around. The Dragon Queen messed things up, and now you're going to build things. Uh, and then, I don't know. There's, like, a, there's a teaser website. And there's, like, an image. There's dragons and slimes and dudes with the hoods and big hammers. And your character, who's got also got a hammer instead of a sword, standing on a big block and looks like you've got a lot of work to do building up blocks. It actually... Aesthetically, it kind of looks like 3D dot game heroes, <laughs> sort of. So I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, yeah, Dragon Quest Minecraft, is that going to appeal to the kids? Is that going to get the kids playing Dragon Quest, Anna? Is that going to get you playing Dragon Quest, Alice? Um, The Dragon Quest Minecraft game? Yeah. It will get me playing Minecraft. It will get you playing Minecraft. Yes. Not 
you're not going to buy this game. You're just no, going to no, buy no, Minecraft. Of no, no. <laughs> the, remember, I've owned Minecraft since it was like a five dollar album. No, you didn't. You gave it to your ex husband. Whatever. I bought Minecraft and it was a five dollar album. I want a five dollar copy of Minecraft. I do have a. Uh, I do actually have a uh, a Minecraft server. Oh, do you? If you, ever, if you ever actually wanted to play it. Well, I need to actually buy Minecraft to do that. I like Minecraft, but I stopped playing it because it there was no story to follow. I had no direction. Well, now you can go kill the big dragon or exactly. something. Exactly. That's the thing that I is really jazzing me about this because what? it's a Minecraft game. With no, like dragon in Quest actual skins. Minecraft, there's like a, an end, I think. Um, they added oh, yeah, a, there is. A, a boss yeah. and stuff. Okay. Well, yeah, there is I'm, a final boss in Minecraft. I'm, How about we all just go play Terraria instead? No. Because I about, don't like Terraria. You don't you like Terraria? Up, but let me answer the damn question. All right, what's the question? Yes, I will play this because it's Minecraft with a dragon with skin and goals. Okay. <sighs> That's what they told me about the the latest Harvest Moon too, Anna. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that silence was deafening. Uh, Square Enix builds a new Dragon Quest. We talked about that. There's a new mystery thing. What is this? Yes, Mystery Chronicle it's from Spike Chunsoft. They've got an opening video for the game. Um, it is due to be released in Japan for PS4 and Vita on July 30th. And then there's a demo. Uh, whatever. This is Japanese only, so that doesn't help us much. Uh, it's a... This is weird. It's a reimagining of indie developer Smoking Wolf's one-way heroics with the phrase, you cannot turn back until you win, featured in its subtitle. It's a world that is procedurally generated based off the name given to it by the player and sees a deadly light slowly enveloping the world, which will kill the player if touched. So they took that one-way heroics thing and kind of translated it to the console. So you can go play that if you're in Japan. And if you're not, then you could just be jealous. That I don't, I don't want ever. Uh, Sword Coast Legends, something, something, something. End Space and Digital Extremes announced has two new videos for Sword Coast Legends. That's the deal. Oh wait, Sword Coast Legends. Yes, I care about this one. This is the one where I spawned all the Stiders and had the the pile of dead horse corpses. This <laughs> this was great. This game is awesome. I can't wait. Um, this is the D and D game. Um, and and. They've got two new videos. You should go watch them. It shows the taste of the demo. I don't think they have my pile of horse corpses, but they should. And uh, you could see how you make the campaign and how to play through, uh, how you play through as the DM. And you could see the options I had when I played. Everyone should go watch these videos and get hyped for this game because it's going to be awesome. And I think we should do a series for it on RP Gamer where we have staff members play through the game, and I'll DM and or oh, maybe someone else will DM because no one wants me to DM. I don't know. You're kind of an evil bastard when it comes to this stuff. I want to DM so that I can be evil. Yeah. I'm a nice I'm a nice GM. I've got successful campaigns under my belt. Oh, do you? Yeah, TPKs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks, Anna. And they're not they weren't TPKs. <laughs> That's the only time that counts. <laughs> no, my my campaigns have finished with surviving party members. Well, you're not a good enough GM then. Oh, get out. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had if they if that demo wasn't locked so that people couldn't die, like the last person of the party could not be killed, then I would have had multiple TPKs during that demo. Uh, let's see. Lab Zero announces a game called In- Indivisible. 
Uh, it's a game that starts a girl named Ozna, and uh, she's got mysterious problem powers, rather. Dun, dun, dun. I like mysterious problems better than I like <laughs> She's mysterious. got mysterious problems and mysterious pro- powers, and it's inspired by Southeast Asian mythologies, and games phase inspired gameplay is inspired by valkyrie profile and super metroid and there's a secret of mana composer hiroki kukota he's making the soundtrack oh my gosh i didn't know he was making soundtracks still that's fantastic um no time frames or platforms have been announced but it is going to be crowdfunded and i will totally crowdfund a game if it gets me a kukota soundtrack because oh my gosh secret of mana soundtrack amazing Oh, I'm psyched now. All right, so I got to follow that. Uh, it's going to be on Indiegogo is where they will be funding it, apparently. It's called Indivisible. With justice for all. No, Indivisible. Just Indivisible. All right, so let's see. CyberConnect2 is teasing a new .hack project. And uh, is, oh wait, oh, no, it oh, isn't. Is it, no, no, I was no. Say, oh, is it the mid two thousands again? Yeah. Okay. This was we didn't take the story down. We left it up. And yeah. Okay. So this was retracted. So I'm going to move on to the next story in my list here. Beam Dog <laughs> is announcing a Baldur's Gate pre sequel. So this is this is funny. It's called Baldur's Gate: Siege of Dragon Spear. I think we mentioned this in the past, but they have some more details now. Um, it's going to take place in the events between Baldur's Gate One and Baldur's Gate Two, and it's called. It's going to have a twenty-five hour campaign that takes place immediately following the events of the original story. Uh, where spoilers, spoilers, spoilers happen. Uh, new locations, four new potential companions: the Archer. Uh, a scald, a goblin, and uh, a gnome. It'll be released first on PC, Mac, and Linux. No date yet. And then iOS and Android following. So if you wanted new Baldur's Gate content, there you go. It's happening. Let's see. There's a new game called Seraph of the End. It's getting a strategy RPG. It's on PlayStation Vita in Japan, Bandai Namco. They've got a teaser website and stuff. No mention of a Western release, but if you want to go check this out, this is a, it's set in a world, in a world where an artificial virus wiped out all humans aged over 13. What? Allowing vampires to emerge and quickly subjugate the remaining population. What? <laughs> what is this story? This sounds it, like bad Twilight fan fiction. <laughs> it is not known at this stage what the relation of the game plays with regards to the anime and manga series. Oh, this is based on anime and manga. Oh, great. <laughs> Seraph of the End. I don't know what this is. We're going to have to watch. We need to find no, the anime. Write no, this down. I don't want to watch down. this. this no, awful. No, all the adults are dead, so the vampires can come out. What? What is the name of this again? Seraph of the End. Seraph of the End. Yeah. Anime. No. Okay. Don't. It sounds like bad stuff. Ugh. <laughs> Dragon's Dogma's Online. Oh, I'm sorry. Why am I so tired? Dragon's Dogma Online. They have a Japanese release date drawing near, like uh, end of August, August 31st, on PS4, PS3, PC. No release dates for the West yet. No announcements of a localization for the West yet. Um, But uh, there's uh, trailers and stuff on the site if you want to check out what it looks like in Japan. 
which I hear our, our readers kind of like to know what's going on in Japan. So that's, uh, that's why we put that up. Gauntlet is coming out to PS4. Gauntlet Slayer Edition. It'll be coming out August 11, 2015 for 20 bucks. It's a co-op game, and you can play it on PS4. And if you there's reviews of it up already on the site, so you can sell if you want that or not. Advent Dark Force, another Japanese game with no release date or announcement for the West yet, but it's a sequel. It's called Fairy Fen. It's not called Advent Dark Force. It's called Fairy Fencer F Advent Dark Force, which means if you played Fairy Fencer F, you may be much more interested now. It is an enhanced PS4 re- version of the first game. So it is a remake. It's for PS4. There's no release dates for the West. It is coming out in Japan on November 5th. Um, it came out uh, here in 2014, the first version. So if you want a new Fairy Fencer F, maybe you'll get it. Uh, not Well, you'll, maybe you'll get this remake. If you want a new one, I, I got nothing for you because it's just a remake of the first one. So I don't know. Oh, um, as far as what the, the remake does that's new, two new story routes, The Evil God and Devil Routes. New characters appeared depending on the route taken, with one original antagonist, Mariana, confirmed as joining the party. Uh, Uh, The new release will up the maximum size of the party from three to six. Three difficulty options will be available, and new skills and content are being added. So if you are a Fairy Fencer F fan, go learn about all that. By the way, Seraph of the End Vampire Reign is apparently on Hulu, Anna, and Eric has just linked it to you in chat. Sweet. Tokyo Xanadu. Yes, Tokyo Xanadu from Nihon Falcom. So these are the people who make the... the. Uh, they make, I almost said Trails in the Sky games. Well, that's not true, is it? Ne- Nihon Falcom makes the Ease games. Yeah, okay. They make the Ease games. Uh, it's uh, This is more Japan-only stuff. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> they've got uh, some some new characters and gameplay aspects announced. So in... Tokyo Xanadu. They have Goro Saike. Morimaya Academy. Man, I can't even say that. Goro Saiki. I, I can't pronounce that. Who, who boasts good looks as well as intelligence, making him rather popular among his students. He's an English teacher. Um, the other character is a mysterious being named Lem. It's unclear if Lem is even human. Um, he comes from the other world, so whatever that means. Exploring the other world is an important part of Tokyo Xanadu, and the characters Xiphones, yes, that's spelled X-I-P-H-O-N-E-S, like an iPhone, but with an X in front of it. Uh, they play an important role in that with a special search app. So I guess Siri will help you search the other world. Ko has a number of part-time jobs, and players can explore the city while heading to them. Ko, I guess, is the name of the... Oh, the main protagonist. So he's got a lot of part-time jobs. Sound convenient. And then you go to the uh, go to the part-time jobs and you try and find undiscovered gates to the other world. The Xiphone app indicates when a gate is nearby, with a percentage counter increasing as players get closer. It's like playing um, that Google game on your phone. Uh, what's it called? Oh, Ingress. Ingress, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that increases the game goes on after achieving various conditions. The attributes help co-level up, earn special items, trigger events, as well as having an effect on the game story is due to be released exclusively for Vita in Japan. No announcement for the West. All right. So the behemoth is making a new game. It's called pit people. They announced it at SDCC, which is going on this week. Um, it is a fast paced strategic RPG set in a tragic, but comedic post-apocalyptic world. 
It features a cast of five main characters. Horatio, Pipistrella, Yosef, Sophia, and Gluten. So this game is not gluten-free, apparently. Uh, with two-player co-op and four-player competitive multiplayer also available. Pip People is coming out on Xbox One and Steam. No release period has been announced. You can look at the screenshots and video that we've got up if you care about the newest Behemoth game. I'm sure it'll come out sometime next decade. They take a while on their games, don't they? I feel like it took forever to get that um, that box one. Uh, whatever. Uh, Stella Deus. Stella, no, excuse me. Stella Glow is getting uh, a release in Europe finally in 2016. This is uh, from now defunct developer Edmund Chepuk and a spiritual successor to the Luminous Ark series, if you don't remember. Uh, it's coming to Europe in 2016, courtesy, courtesy of NIS America. It is 3DS exclusive. And it came out in Japan in June 2015, and the North American release is set for later this year. So, now everybody gets Stella Glow, all right? So, everyone be happy? Uh, Let's see. This is interesting. I just thought this was a cool story. Um, A bunch of Japanese game composers got together and made a free album called Imported, and they wanted to, to... they would, they made it to get closer to Western fans. Uh, they're they let's see. They're looking to make their music more readily available to fans abroad. So they've created a free album just for them called Imported. You can download it directly on Bandcamp. Just go to ImportedGameMusic.Bandcamp.Com, and it's a range of uh, sound, uh, rock and electric and ambient and jazz. So here's the co- the composers for you on this this free soundtrack. Um, Tenpei Sato, who's the Disgaea composer. Asef, Street Fighter 4, Go Sato from the Raiden series, Dr. Kova, Fantasy Star Online, and some Sonics games, Takayuki Nakamura from Lumines and Rodia the Sky Story, uh, Sky Soldier, excuse me, Yu Shimoto, Mega Man 9 and 10, Jupiter B from Darius Burst, Takahiro Izutani from Metal Gear Solid and Bayonetta, Marusho from F Zero GX and Yakuza, Yu Miyaki from Katamari Damashi. Akira Ueda from Super Mario RPG. He game designed on our Super Mario RPG. And Deidara. Not the Akatsuki Deidara, I hope, but I don't know. This is a different Deidara. Um, let's see. Put together by Kevin Piscorin, a fan of Japanese game music who was getting annoyed with the high prices of importing the albums, says the Silicon Era uh, article. Uh, quote Kevin says I grew up listening to soundtrack for games like Street Fighter 2 Metroid Prime and Sonic Adventure 2 oh he's a youngin Um, but when I try to get my hands on more recent soundtracks like Sonic Unleashed Vanquished or Bayonetta I can only find them for 80 to 100 dollars and I realized there was a need for an easier way to get this music to fans around the world Kevin there is an easier way it's called the publishers put that crap on iTunes like they should but you know they don't do that it's kind of funny, actually, because I remember seeing um, when I was doing a, a buy run at um, Forbidden Planet in London. Uh, Forbidden Planet is like a, uh, a small chain of like um, like sort of nerd shops. Basically, they sell you all buy the nerds in advice. there. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Gundam models, right? Well, actually, they actually only I think only the one in London has ever really sold some of those. Oh, okay. like very they they occupy a very small portion of. When I of, think of a nerd shop, I think it has to have Gundam models. It's like a big. It's like a well, um, the like the down the basement of the London one is like a big comic shop. Okay, but it also sells like art books and stuff as well. So it's like if it's geeky, they probably sell it. 
because they also sell like British stuff, like Doc- that's where you get all the Doctor Who merchandise from. Okay. Um, but yeah, the uh, they actually had the Metal Gear Rising Revengeance soundtrack behind the counter at one point, and it was like twelve pounds, which might is have, it uh, might have been what? a pirated version. No, no, it's official. Okay, because there's a lot of official looking ones that are actually put up by pirate publishers. So. Chris, I, I don't think you get this. <laughs> I don't get it. 12 pounds is not a lot of money. No, I know. That's why I figure it's Son May or something. It's not, Chris. All right, fine. Well, did you buy it? Yes. Oh, that's why it it's wasn't the Metal Gear Rising soundtrack. I couldn't, okay. re- I couldn't really, couldn't really pass up on it. <laughs> it's a right, really then. good soundtrack. <laughs> it's a shame I've had to. It's a shame I've had to import other ones. But I mean, even then, thinking about it, like the Kingdom Hearts one wasn't that expensive. Seriously, like eighty to a hundred dollars. Like, is that because they're buying them from shops in the U.S. or something? Um, no, they're probably importing them over like Amazon.co.uk or something. Do you mean .co.jp? Whatever. I've because I've I'm, wait. I'm, I swear it. No, yeah, I did import some soundtracks from them, and they weren't that too expensive. I don't know. He said Sonic Unleashed. Which why are you buying that soundtrack? Vanquish or Bayonetta? I don't know. Hmm. That's what he said they cost. I whatever. This this album is free, so just yay. <laughs> uh let's see. Uh Lacroix, the new game that's like half Pop Lacroix, half farming or Bokumo Gaija Bobody. Popolacroix Story of Seasons. Thank you. Popolacroix Story of Seasons not selling well in Japan. Um 46,491 copies in its first week. And then 9,000 the week after. Oh. That's that's pretty slow. Even... That's about a third of what the Story of Seasons did in Japan. Okay. Story of Seasons did 160,000 in its first week in Japan. And Harvest Moon A New Beginning did about 81,000. Hey, that means Story of Seasons outsold Harvest Moon A New Beginning by a lot. Yeah. So it's that's what tends to happen when you remake a game and make it better. Oh, is that what Story Seasons is? Yeah, it's a new beginning, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay, so it's a better version of New Beginning. Yes. All right. It's like um, there was like Sunshine Island and then Island of Happiness Mm -hmm. and Tree of Tranquility. And I can't remember. That series of games really likes to re-release the same thing over and over, don't they? Yeah. Okay. I mean, That's what they're they all do. farming games. Yeah, all right. I guess it doesn't matter. Just make the mechanics better. Um, so this is weird. In the new Fire Emblem game, and we should have asked uh, apps about this, but in the My Castle area of the game, where you get to do castle building, you have a town building thing in the new Fire Emblem game. Um, if you 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 put your your amiibos from Marth, Ike, Lucina, or Robin into the game, they'll appear in your plaza and challenge you to a battle. And if you speak to them, they have weird dialogue. Like, um, let's see, Robin says, I have the strangest feeling that before coming here, I battled against many combatants, launching people, getting launched. Um, Ike says, I just remembered before coming here, I matched up against countless warriors from all over the world to hone my skills. Uh, Lucina says... Uh, that battleground uh, where I honed my skills by matching up against competitors from around the world. And Marth, as we spoke before, my bonds with everyone have deepened through battle. Um, so, in other words, they're all referencing that they were just in uh, Smash Brothers. 
because that's that's the last thing you use all their amiibos in. So, yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, do, 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 do. Nobody cares that the amiibos reference Smash Brothers. All right. I thought that was cute. Mm. New Disney Magical World, Anna. Woohoo! I don't, that's not an RPG, is it? No. It's a life sim game. All right. Sorry. I'll move on. I don't know why I have this in here. There's a special uh, faceplate for the new 3DS in Japan with a with stars and Mickey looking very fancy and fancy hat on there. Um, so And I'll play this for a billion hours. Because they'll have Frozen, Little Mermaid, Snow White, and Lilo and Stitch <gasps> Little <Wars>. Mermaid! <laughs> and Alice in Wonderland and Winnie the Pooh are coming back. Oh, Pooh. Yep. The Pooh world's actually really fun in the first one, so... Uh, do we still have that game? I never got to see how it worked. Um, I don't remember. Okay. I think it was in the case I took with me to E3. And if so, so it didn't get stolen then. Stolen. Yeah. All right. Kickstarter check-in. Undead Darlings, No Cure for Love. We have a big uh, write-up from Cassandra on the site about, uh, um, about two former employees of NIS America. Um, um, one for- of them we know quite well. It's Ryan, whose last name I can never remember. It's not listed here. Sorry. Okay. Uh, they formed a company called Mr. Tired Media. And uh, they have launched a Kickstarter for their first game called Undead Darlings No Cure for Love. It is a hybrid dungeon crawler RPG and visual novel with a heavy Japanese aesthetic. Though apparently it's Western developed, right? So... Um, lots of stuff you can read up about it here. You can go see if you like the Kickstarter. Um, was all things Kickstarter, there are only two things I care about. The entry and top-level rewards. For $5, your generous game-free donation, you'll get to set, enjoy a set of our delectable digital wallpapers. That's right. 5 bucks. you do not get a game. Nom, nom, the nom, first nom, tier nom, that gets nom, you a game was 25 bucks, but that sold out, so now it's 30 bucks, and you get a copy of the game. That you were just pre-ordering the game at that point, so I don't know if I'm cool with that or not. Um, if you want to spend a lot of money, and this is still left, so you can still do this, um, for $5,000, for the holiest of divers, the, for those with their hearts on fire, ascend this stairway to heaven. Okay, why are you making all these song name references? Ascend this stairway to heaven and be the one who makes dreams come into reality with this absolutely one-of-a-kind tier. Get a digital cold for Undend Darlings. A digital wallpaper. The full cheese of physical goods. Soundtrack, art book, Kickstarter exclusive t-shirt, Super Moe Moe Kun Kun wall scroll, approximately 32 by 32. And we will build a vocal ballad track for use in the game personalized to you. Heck, you can even give us some or all of the lyrics. The only catch is that it must remain in the T for T teen realm. Otherwise, we may have to bleep ourselves or the singer, which honestly might not be so bad. If the stretch goal for a physical PS4 copy is met, then this tier is automatically upgraded to a physical copy of Undead Darlings as well. It's $5,000. You better give them a copy of the game. $5,000 just to have them write a song for you. That's, I mean, if... I mean, if you're a good song composer, I guess that's worth it. But come on. Where's like the, the dinner with the developers or the launch party invite? Or, I guess that's not the sort of game here. They don't have a launch party for this sort of game. Uh, 
The the tagline for this Kickstarter is Slog Through the Fumpocalypse and Undead Darlings, a visual novel dungeon crawler RPG developed in the West with a Japanese aesthetic. Yes, the Funpocalypse. So if you're looking for more first-person dungeon crawlers with some visual novel elements, this uh, may be for you. Maybe you want to back it. Go check it out. Undead Darlings, No Cure for Love. Or don't, because, you know, it's a Kickstarter, and there's you don't have to. Um, and we misspelled Kickstarter in the title of this story. Interesting. Kickstar- Kickstarer. <laughs> I like that. Kickstarer. Mm, just stare at you. Uh, all right. And now we get to the best part of the week. RP Gamer is participating in JRPG July. Woo-hoo! And I'm very happy to announce that. Um, Am Lee of Chick Pixel started this, uh, did it last year, JRPG Live. It's just an event for JRPG lovers and enthusiasts. It's just to encourage you to play JRPGs in July. Well, we're RP Gamer. We love JRPGs. We love all RPGs, but freaking JRPGs are our bread and butter, right? So why aren't we doing it? Well, of course, we are. Uh, Sam Marcello organized this. It's awesome. Um, people are playing all sorts of games. I'm playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3D with mixed results as you can tell because the game is so big and i'm so bad at completing games uh cassandra's playing devil survivor 2 record breaker anna's playing devil survivor 2 record breaker uh sam uh i said sam marcello sam walker sorry she's she got married yeah like two years ago i know but i can't keep up sam walker uh she's playing smt4 um wheels of course you heard he was playing fire emblem fates uh manny Yes, Manny is playing a JRPG. Hold on. Get off the floor. I know. What? Emmanuel Marino is playing a JRPG. Chaos Rings 3 on iOS. He seems to like it. So whatever. It, as long as the JRPG is on a mobile platform, he seems to be cool with it. Michael Cunningham, our own Max Storm chief editor for RP Gamer, is playing Final Fantasy XI. I guess it counts. He's playing through story missions, so whatever. Becky Cunningham is playing Radiant Historia. Sarah McGar is playing Final Fantasy XIV. Okay. Uh, hopefully hey, she's playing, playing. Yeah, is that what you're playing too? Okay, you're not yeah, on the list. Ones. So, all right. I know I'm not on the list, but that, right. that, you that, that was be. my contribution. All right, basically. cool. Phil Willis is playing Dragon Quest Six, and Zach Wellhouse is playing Valkyria Chronicles. Oh, jealous! That's awesome. Um, and then uh, after that, we've actually already been going for a week, so we have some updates for you about what we've been doing. So let's see what I got here. Do 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 do. Uh oh. Where is it? Um, I don't have the update story here. I thought I did. Where did I put it? Oh, I read this out of order. I didn't mean to go into this yet. So I get, I'm going to give you a small brief reprieve, and then we'll do an update in a second. So hold on. Ah, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So useless. I'm very bad at this. I'm sorry. Uh, some more news for you until we touch back on JRPG July. Let's just let you digest that for a second. Uh, new Dragon Age DLC coming only to current-gen systems. Wait, Nobody cares? What? Okay. Yep. Which Dragon Age? Dragon Age Inquisition. Okay. Is only getting DLC. Its DLC is only coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Okay. Even though both the game and its first expansion are available on the previous generation systems. So, oh well. Sorry. Um, Fire Emblem Fates has some sales numbers out and apparently everyone's buying the white version or at least more people are buying the white version so 
people want the easier version, I guess. 154,000 units compared to the black version's 107,000 yeah, version. So, uh, the limited edition sold 43,000 units. And these are just for the first week, so I'm sure they've sold more by now. And this doesn't include digital versions. So, people taking the easy way out more than the harder way outs. Do-do-do. Nobody cares? Okay. Level scaling is coming to Bloodborne. Okay, so how does this work? Patch 1.5 be going live starting tomorrow, July 12th, um, and then finishing July 13th. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> it takes a day to patch. I guess it'll be down. I don't know. The patch brings some changes. Uh, with the new patch, if you're using a password with a beckoning bell or small resonant bell, it will ensure that you are well aware of the password in use. Other small matching bugs will be fixed out as well. And level scaling. If a player is trying to match up with a buddy using a password and the two hunters are vastly different in level, the guest will be scaled to match the stats of the host. So that's how they're they're improving the multiplayer some. At least I hope it's an improvement. Oh. So there you go. If you care about Bloodborne, that's big for you. Final Fantasy XV is going to be at Gamescom. They're going to have a live stage demo. So, uh, it, YouTube uh, YouTuber Ninotaku TV announced he'll be playing the demo live on their stage, um, and it's uh, going to be on August eighth, twenty fifteen. So, countdown to Gamescom, like twenty four days. So let's see. They'll have a new active time report after or during the show as well, um, and they'll have some new info probably, hopefully, on when the game's coming out. We'll see. Uh, we already talked about the PC version of Tales of Symphonia, right? Um, they uh, they released PC specs for it, so check this out. Um, Are they crazy? Apparently, minimum specs: Windows Vista 32 or or 64. Um, processor Intel Core 2 Duo 2.4 gig, 1 gig of RAM, NVIDIA GeForce 8800 GT, or a Radeon HD 4830. Uh, that's minimum. Recommended Windows 7 or Windows 8, X64 bit version, an Intel Core i3 530.2.93 gigs, or 4, uh, 4 gigs of RAM, and a GeForce GTX 560 Ti, 7 gigs of hard drive space, and a gamepad. That doesn't seem that crazy, is it? I don't know PC stuff enough to... Well, the weird part apparently is that they match the requirements for Tales of Zestiria, even though Tales of Symphonia is a lot older game because it came out 10 years ago. But this is the HD version, so I don't know. It's probably the same engine as Zestiria or something. So whatever. Um, Some people are saying, hey, those are pretty steep requirements, but nobody cares. All right, moving on. Uh... Final Fantasy XIV producer had some stuff to say on... This is Yoshi P. Um, not Naoki. Um, this is Yoshi P. He said... Uh, he put a letter up on the Lodestone, which is like their community site. He said, They apologize for how poorly the Mac version has performed, saying it had been his choice and fault that it was released in such a state. He explained the biggest issue is the Mac system requirements were not communicated. Even though this version was tested by Square Enix... Um, the client was developed by Transgaming, who, interesting, just sold this portion of their company to NVIDIA. I didn't know that. Transgaming sold the gaming, that crossover gaming engine to NVIDIA. Okay. Um, 
with how busy things were leading up to launch, the incorrect requirements for the Mac version were released to the public. Oops. Um, this version was also released earlier than they had planned to to retailers, so it was not the final version they would have liked to release. Ouch. Um, they promised that proper info about the Mac system requirements will soon be published. Okay, if they already have it, why isn't it out now? But whatever. And QA's been working since the expansion's launch to, to fix the problems. One thing that will help the Mac version is the fact that the Mac client will be updated to be based on the DX11 version that is available for Windows. Uh, okay, except that Mac doesn't support DX11. That's all through that little emulation layer, so I don't know what's up with that. Uh, the original Mac client is still based on the DX9 Windows client. Uh, in addition, Apple's next version of OS X, Al Capitan, is bringing iOS's Metal API to the Mac, which promises far greater performance across the board, but especially in games. Um, as a result, as that version nears its fall release, Yoshida and his team will be looking to how Metal can improve performance. You know, I'm going to call BS on that. Because if they were interested in using Metal to to improve performance, they could have also... If they were interested in doing that sort of work, they, the current parallel would have been porting the game to OpenGL so that it runs natively on, on OS X, which they didn't do. And all of a sudden, they're going to do that for Metal? I mean, unless Metal's really easy to port to, I don't know. I guess it's supposed to be. Don't worry. I think only about two people are affected by You're this right. announcement anyway. Yeah, who has, a, who has a Mac that's strong enough to play this game? I don't know. Well, who has a Mac that's trying to play this game who wants to play this game? Uh, I mean, some, I don't know. Uh, that probably is some people. I don't know. <laughs> In the meantime, the Mac uh, version will sorry. be... Sorry, I'm just going to let my relentless hatred of everything Apple to uh, just dominate it. It's all just... Right. Argh, yes. fuck. All right. All right. The Mac version no, will I'm, be updated... I'm, I'm joking. But... All right. They say that the Mac version will be updated as often as possible for existing users. Okay. You can find detailed explanations in the letter from Yoshi P on the differences between DirectX and OpenGL, what bootcamp is, and why they chose to develop the Mac version at all. So, okay. I, I guess maybe there's more to it. Maybe they did port it to OpenGL? Because I thought if you're using transgaming, you're just using the thing that takes your DirectX code and translates it to OpenGL on the fly, which is not going to be as good performance. So whatever. Uh, all right. So they had uh, they were at Japan Expo, of course. They showed off the Heavensward Raid for Alexander, which sounds like it'll be multiple parts. Um, and yeah, are you excited for Alexander, Alice? Uh, oh, wait, Alexander's already out. Yeah. Yeah. Did you I do it yet? Had, uh, no, because I don't have the item level. <laughs> okay. There is a minimum item level of 170, and I'm not there yet. All right. Let's see. We covered that already. Ooh, here's one. There, You know how they have RPG Maker? You could go make RPG games. and mm-hmm. RPG games. RPG games for Chris. RPG gamers. Yes. <laughs> uh, now there's going to be SRPG Studio. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, this this interests me. Uh, Shozu Kaga, the guy who made Fire Emblem, who left Intelligent Systems in 1999, he's been making a new game called SRPG Studio. So you think he should know a thing or two about this. Um, it's similar to RPG Maker. It lets you make your own strategy role-playing games with limited assets. There's an official site. It's called srpgstudio.com. So you can go check it out there. It's in Japanese. Um, so Alice can go check it out and let you know what it means on Twitter, maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, srpgstudio.com, right? Yep. Yeah, I got it here. Yep. Uh, and so, 
And so while RPG Maker lets you make titles that rely on a random encounter and turn-based systems, uh, SRPG Studio focuses on two elements unique to the strategy RPG genre, editing maps on which characters actively take place, excuse me, on which battles take place, and creating animated attack scenes for individual units. Yeah, it's uh appears to be very um you know how there's like um these often have like a kind of style associated with them. Yeah, it looks like GBA Fire Emblem, right? Yeah, it looks like G- exactly like GBA Fire Emblem games. Yeah. You know, that's not a bad thing. No. Oh, no, no, no. I hell no. But that if if it's kind of like if that's what you want to make, then this looks like it's for you. I'm actually just checking to see how much it costs. Is it out uh, yet? It, there is a version out for out, uh, there is a Japanese version out. Uh, let me just run the currency conversion. It's five thousand nine hundred and forty yen, which equates to thirty one pounds, or for you U.S. folk, forty eight dollars. What? Wow! I 40- didn't know that the yen was that weak right now. Yeah. Wow. Um. It. I say it looks pretty interesting. Um. You know, being able to make your own kind of GPA style, like, eh, there's the link to the Japanese version. I imagine cool. it will probably be, um, uh, I imagine it will probably be ported to, uh, Steam or translated. Or yeah. yeah, and end up on Steam or something. I hope so. Yeah, that looks really cool. So you're going to make games in it? Well, I might do. All right. I thought you were more of a programming type game maker, not a... I am. Use but, a game creation um, tool. Think game what, yeah, but the thing about, and this is true for um, uh, RPG Maker as well, is I'm, at least I'm pretty sure it's the latest version of RPG Maker is um, uh, uh, it's based on uh, Ruby scripting, I think. Oh, okay, cool. And I think you can actually, you can do some quite interesting things with the engine that it gives you, provided you know scripting. Like, for example, um, the, the battle system in a number of RPG makers is that kind of Atarian Odyssey-style, like, first-person thing. Yeah. Um, it's possible with a bit of scripting, because this is something I investigated years ago, um, to basically change it so the battle system closer resembles, like, Final Fantasy VI. You know, a kind of side-on, uh, turn, you know, sort of ATB system mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. So. Nice. I imagine if this is built using similar, if this is similar to uh, RPG Maker, that you may be able to do the same thing. So instead of making, say, Fire Emblem, uh, you do Super Robot Wars, which did have several games on the GBA. Well, I look forward to your um, Fire Emblem Super Robot Wars crossover game starring the RP Gamer (laughs) cast very soon, (laughs) where you deliver missiles. I'll have to put a lot of. I'll have I to do put a hope lot of that, that, that no, no, no. Your character's like day job should just be actual delivering of missiles to people. You don't use them in combat. Like you just deliver missiles. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah just, 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 you just FedEx. You just yeah. FedEx missiles to people. You're a courier who gets caught up in a larger battle. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I could probably develop a story out of that. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, oh. Here's a list of everything Final Fantasy 15, 14 Heavensward patches it 3.01 adds to the game. Um, no, we're not going to read all that. The patch came out is all I wanted to point out. So it's a big deal, right? Beep, 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 beep. There's new chronicles of the new of a new era quest. Um, 
and they add new fates to the game and several new pieces of gear, equipment level 60, and of course that raid was added. And yeah, and Alexander was the big thing. Yeah. So lots of stuff. Uh, okay. I'm yeah. We won't read through the patch list because that's long. Um, brr, 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 brr. We talked about that. Here's a new RPG called uh, it's. Silicon Era describes it as a gothic action RPG. It's called Black Witchcraft. Uh, it's coming out for console or PC uh, from Quattro Gear. Uh, Black Black Witchcraft is inspired by the works of Edgar Allan Poe and lets you play as one of three witches to progress the story. Uh, they each have unique abilities, such as the Black Witch Legaya, shown off in the teaser trailer on Silicon Era, whose weapon can transform from a hammer to a Gatling gun. Because why not? Uh, as you progress, you'll collect materials that can be used to develop new abilities, items, and familiars. You can equip up to four familiars, each of which use different abilities when summoned. So look forward to that if you're into gothic action RPGs. Um... Here's a Japanese strategy RPG called Garden Tale. It's about. <laughs> it is from Bonion Games. Uh, they released a trial version of it um, is in anticipation of this year's Bit Summit Festival in Kyoto. You can download it for free on Windows at uh, gardentale.net. Um, it has you defending a garden kingdom in grid based battles against invading kingdoms. You have control over a party of characters with a range of skills, including heal magic, ranged magic attacks, and knights of the sword. Typical. Um, the sentient plants are scattered around the battlefield that explode while destroyed. That's what's unique about this game, apparently. The idea is to chain up explosions of these plants to issue more and more damage to surrounding units. You take friendly fire during the explosion, so you have to try and arrange your units so that they you, know, you don't take much damage, your enemies take a lot. So you can go uh, read up on it on the website at gardentail.net. Is this translated? Let me make sure. No, it is in Japanese. So Alice can go read up on the story and development over at gardentail.net. And the rest of us can just kind of download the demo and maybe fumble our way through it. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, Gardentail. That looks cool. Japanese only for now. Uh, All right. Finally, it's time for our JRPG Week 1 update. Have you been waiting? Have you been waiting? I'm sorry. Uh, Let's see. So some things have changed from what people intended to do. So let's let's check in. Becky Cunningham has been doing Radiant Historia and and progressed in it. So there's some little story uh, write-up if you want to see what Becky's been up to in that. Sam Wachter... Didn't play the game she said she was going to play. She's been playing Atelier Iris instead. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. She's not playing SMT4 because she beat it. Oh, okay. She was really close to the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, she was like, oh, I'm actually at the final dungeon. Done. Hmm, guess time to pick a new game. Yep, so she moved on to Iris games. I played Atelier Iris 1, so this is fun because I've actually played this game that Sam is playing. So uh, here's a little trivia I bet you don't know. Yeah. Do you know who localized Iris? No. Team Excalibur. Who are they? Well, you probably know one of them. It's Tom Hewlett. Oh, okay. That dude. Yes. Yes. I do know that. Yes. No. And that's, of course, if you don't get the bug that present, prevents you from actually seeing the credits. Oh, I don't know if I got that bug or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> apparently, a lot of the voice cast in Atelier Iris also worked on Cowboy Bebop, or at least it sounds like it. Cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun little game. I like the music. I, I really do like that soundtrack for that game. A very bright and cheery 
gust soundtrack and lots of punies. Um, I see a lot of things that I've seen show up in the games you've been playing, your Atelier games. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Phil Willis been working on uh, Dragon Quest VI, and uh, he's got lots of updates on his WordPress blog that you can go read through. Jonathan Stringer joins the the, the battle, been playing through Front Mission. So, there you go. Been playing the few missions before going to bed each night. That's nice. You've been playing through Devil Survivor 2. And you did a big write-up that people can go read through. And you'll probably have another big write-up this week. Uh, Max Storm has his uh, update of all his uh, Galkan's journey through Final Fantasy XI. Um, through uh, Wings of the Goddess missions. So that's cool. Uh, Cassandra also has Devil Survivor 2 record breaker right. so, updates. Um, my write-up for this past week was about the original game. Yeah. And then her write-up is about the new story. Ah, got it. So next week, I'll do the new story. So you've all heard Michael Apps tell you about Fire Emblem Fates. You can go read him tell you about it as well in the write-up. Zach Wellhouse been working on Valkyria Chronicles, where they literally have flying pigs. <laughs> I've been ri- trying to retweet as many of his pictures as possible, because he has funny little captions for them. And uh, I put a little update in the forums displaying my inability to progress past all the side quests that I'm distracted in. And Sam put those screenshots up in the article there. Um, That's week one for JRPG July. You should join in. Join us. JRPG July is awesome, and everyone should join us. And just hashtag JRPG July. You can at RPGamer uh, as well on Twitter. We got a big forum thread. Hashtag, or you can go on the forum thread, or you can post to our wall on the RPGamer Facebook. Lots of ways to share. Yay. All right. And with that, we will move into the digital store update. Yay. All right. North America deals, sales and price cuts. On the Xbox One, we got Diablo 3, Reaper of Souls Ultimate, Dragon Age Inquisition, Dragon Age Inquisition Deluxe, Far Cry 4, and Far Cry 4 Gold, and Lords of the Fallen, all on sale. You need gold to get better prices, um, but you don't need gold to get sale prices at all for most of those. A couple, uh, it's Lords of Fallen's gold exclusive. Interesting. All right, so uh, that's a way you could get a current console version of Dragon Age Inquisition so you can be ready for the new DLC. Mm-hmm. All right. If you have a 360, there's some sales for you. Destiny's on sale, Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2, Fable Trilogy, Far Cry 4, and Mass Effect 1 all on sale. Um I'm wondering if these are games that you can play on your Xbox One. It's not mentioned here. It'd be cool if these are part of the compatibility program, then maybe that's that's kind of the point. Because what the Fable trilogy, that's a lot of RPG on your on your Xbox One if you can play that through the emulation. That'd be cool. Um, someone write into the forums and let us know if you can do that. Persona Q Shadow of the Labyrinth is on sale for 30 bucks on 3DS. I think that's a permanent price drop, but I'm not sure. No, it's a temporary one. That's right. All right. Over in Europe, here's your sales. You get Mega Man Battle Networks 4, Red Sun, Blue Moon on the Wii U. That's more of a release. It's not a sale. So Battle Network 4 in Europe. Yay. Your sales include Diablo 3, Reaper Souls, Dragon Inquisition, Dragon Age Inquisition Deluxe, Far Cry 4, Far Cry 4 Gold Edition, and Lords of the Fallen on the Xbox One. Sound familiar? And Destiny, Dragon Age Orange, Dragon Age 2, Fable Trilogy, Far Cry 4, Mass Effect on the 360. All on sales. Woo! Woo! All right. Uh, I like the disclaimer we have at the bottom of this story is 
great. So obviously our digital update is to cover like the main console sales, right? But at this time, there are no plans to include flash sales, DLC, PC, and mobile updates due to the extra effort required. It's like, thanks for being honest there, Alex. <laughs> I totally agree with you, but it's also <laughs> kind of funny. That's been there since the very start. Is I this know. the first time you've noticed it? No, it's okay. just the extra effort required really stood out to me this time. <laughs> it's hard enough getting this list, Chris. I know. I know. Um... Sorry, I'm just uh, checking my tags here a little bit. Um, did I miss some? Okay. Got an impression up for you. And at least one review. I thought I had more, but I can't find them. Okay, so I'm going to go to the site right now live and do this the right way. So RP Gamer has a new impression for you this week. It's called Lost Dimensions on the Vita. Got an impression up of it by Alex Fuller. So you go read what he thinks about Lost Dimensions. Which, uh, that is the uh, kind of Valkyrie Chronicles style strategy game on the Vita where um, every time you play through, there's like five people who are traitors, but you don't know who it's going to be. And it's different each time you play through. So you can go uh, go check that up. Seems to be liking it so far, so that's good. Um, we have a review up of Swords and Darkness for the 3DS. Here's a hint. Don't buy it. Apparently it's awful. Um, we have a review up of Xenoblade Chronicles 3D for the 3DS. Uh, here's a hint. It's like really awesome. Um, and, uh, that's it. Woo. Okay. And now for your new updates, excuse me, your new releases for next week, your new updates. Yeah. Here's all the patches coming next week. Yeah. That's what <laughs> new game releases. Oh man. Tech gaming just put it out while we were doing the show. This is great. I thought I was going to have to go to the Wikipedia article for new releases this week. Yeah. Yeah. So PlayStation 3 gets Deception 4, The Nightmare Princess, Godzilla, and Monster Jam Battlegrounds. What is Monster Jam Battlegrounds? Because that sounds awesome. I'm going to go search for that. Monster Jam Battlegrounds. Oh, it's already on Steam. Monster Jam. Oh, it's like Monster Trucks. I mean... Why do I hear drums? Are you oh. playing a trailer? Oh, I don't. I'm listen. I uh, I open the new release website in a browser. It doesn't have ad blocks, so it was playing like ads with music in the background. I fixed that. <laughs> All right. So, and with that, I'm gonna do this. And this, just to be super thorough this week, because this week's been uh, all about being more thorough than entertaining, so we're just going to keep that, roll with it, because, you know, if I can't be entertaining, at least I'll be thorough. Uh, Deception 4, The Nightmare Princess, Godzilla, Monster Jam, Battlegrounds, that's a PS3. Um, PS4 gets Deception 4 as well. God of War 3 Remastered. Godzilla, of course. And Rory McIlroy PGA Tour. That's right, no more uh, Tiger Woods on those PGA games. Uh, now Rory McIlroy, The Fall, whatever The Fall is. Do I know what The Fall is? And The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. The Fall, PS4. The Fall, The Fall. Uh, Ubisoft Sales Fall. No, that's not what that means. Uh, the Fall is a game, not Ubisoft. The Fall. I don't know what it is. Um, it's a, Oh, take control of the suit and drag the lifeless. Uncom- oh, The Fall. 
Oh, I've played through The Fall on PC. It's a great game. Yeah, you should play The Fall. That can't be it because it says it's 60 bucks on PSN, which is not right. There's no way The Fall is 60 bucks on PSN. That's like a $15 game. So that must be a typo or something. Um, all right. Well, whatever. Sorry. Uh, the Vanishing Beef and Carthur we always met, already mentioned. Xbox One gets no time to explain. Rory McIlroy PGA Tour and The Fall as well for 10 bucks. That's what it is. So 10 bucks on PSN. 10 bucks on Xbox One. PS Vita gets Deception 4 as well. So all your PlayStation platforms get Deception 4. That's when we set traps, right? I haven't played any Deception games. Have you, Alice? I know Anna hasn't. Uh, no, I don't think I have. Okay. So as someone who's played Deception games, tell us if we're missing out, all right? PC gets the following. A Massive Dead, Antherion, Antiopoly, Ark, AR-K, The Great Escape, not Ark, the one with the dinosaurs, Axis Football 2015, Card Hunter, which uh, we've talked about on this show before in the past. That's the the kind of card-based playing game. Sorry, what is it? It's it's a game that's modeled after like old-school tabletop RPGs, um, but you play through the little scenarios and you have little... Um, cards and equipment that are represented by cards that kind of shuffle through and you get to play them each turn it's turn based um it's fun it's rpg and you get to you can play for free at card hunter um and now you can get it on steam apparently dgu is coming to steam drift 84 epic cards battle which is a tcg i'm gonna look into that this week possibly f1 2015 fatal air fighties Guild of Dungeoneering, yay, I played that at E3, it looked really fun, so everyone should go check that out, see if you're into that. Holy Potatoes, a weapon shop, which I think is like a little um, weapon shop sim thing that Anna might like, she liked weapon shop, I must say. Nomad Fleet, Odalis the Dark Call, Seep Universe, The Magic Circle, and Trove, which is free to play. So with those, uh, do, 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 scroll down here, see if there's some stuff we missed. Uh, first time I've been ch- double-checking this site. Smite's got an open beta on Xbox One, apparently. Uh, the Red Solstice hits PC this week, or this just recently. Uh, cover that, cover that, cover that. Guncraft, blocked and loaded, it comes to P- uh, 360, apparently. Mm-hmm. Trials Fusion Awesome Level Max Expansion comes to Xbox One, PS4, and PC on July 14th. And um, also hitting before the next show, Sorcerer King on PC, Slash Dash on Xbox One. And that's it on that list. And uh, it's so hard to get a full list of all games that are coming out, guys. Let me tell you. Uh, now over to Wikipedia, see if they've got anything that was mentioned. Do- do, 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 do. How to full boyfriend? Oh wait, that's next week. Sorry, sorry. That's we'll cover that next week. We're really gonna cover that. Well, in this list, oh, we'll cover okay. that in this list. Okay, <laughs> that's, I was that's freaking the, out for nothing. It's not sorry, next week. It's like two weeks from now. So yes. I was going too far forward. All right, so there's your new releases. Hopefully, you found something interesting. A lot of cool stuff coming on Steam, uh, in my opinion, uh, especially if you like card battling games of some form or another. So with that. I need you all to go participate in JRPG July. That's right. Go participate in JRPG July and tell us about your adventures in it. That's your weekly assignment. That's your monthly assignment. JRPG July. Uh, If you don't know what to play, 
then hands down, go participate in Final Fantasy V for Futures. And then hashtag everything, both Final Fantasy V for Futures and JRPG July. Raise money for those kids. And uh, if you want to play another JRPG, that's fine too. Go participate in our thread on forums.rpgamer.com. Email us your experiences at podcast.rpgamer.com. Post on Twitter with the hashtag pound JRPG July. And maybe pound RPGamer to let you know that you're doing the RPGamer. At RPGamer. Oh, yeah. Just uh, do at RPGamer and pound RPGamer. Pound JRPG July. That'll do it. Yeah, perfect. And uh, yeah, let us know what you're doing and how you're progressing and um, go get some new JRPG experiences. This is the excuse. If you've been putting off painting some JRPGs, this is your uh, this is your excuse to stop putting it off. Um, with that, thanks everybody for watching. We're going to catch you next week. We're live every week at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Um, Twitch.tv slash RPGamer or RPGamer.com slash live. Hopefully we'll catch you next time. Until then, everybody... Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.